Welcome into the Good Buddies Anime Podcast. I am your good buddy, Roger. And I am your good buddy, Brandon. And we are going to finish out Megalobox today. Yes, we are. Episodes 10 through 13. We're doing the thing. Yeah, man. Try and stop really, us. Really, really great finale. And we'll I enjoyed talk, it. I we'll talk it about it in a second. But first, I want to ask my good buddy, Brandon, over oh, here. Shit. What have you been watching, dude? I've been watching a couple of things. Okay. I mentioned last week that I was going to watch, uh, that I started to watch a show called Flip Flappers and then realized it was way late at night. So I did fin- I did end up watching that first episode. Looks pretty sweet. I don't really want to talk about that until I finish it because that show came out a little while ago and all 13 episodes are out. Mm-hmm. So I want to finish it first. I did watch another thing that I would like to speak about. Now, I have not watched a whole lot of sports animes. And as I understand it, most sports animes don't focus on female characters. So I've watched like zero female sports animes did you watch Suzuka what'd you watch I watched a new thing the first episode is out it is called Hanebado which is an anime about ladies who play badminton which you may know if you're like me in high school when you had to play it in gym class you called it goofy tennis (laughs) You have the longer <laughs> the longer rackets with the smaller heads on them, the taller net, and a shuttlecock. That's right. A shuttlecock. Yeah, shuttlecock. All right. So here's the thing about this one. Again, I'm out of my depth here because I haven't watched a lot of sports anime. I've watched even less that feature women, uh, female characters as the main characters. So I looked up a few things after I watched it. I was like, you know, honestly, I enjoyed that. And from what I've read, um, this one is fairly different from most female-centric sports animes in that one... Most of the time, those tend to be focused on the real cutesy pootsy stuff, like uh, what you call it, moe. Is that mm-hmm. it? Moe. The moe shits. Like it's all about like, oh, how cute these girls are and whatnot, and they're as they're playing. Whereas this one, it, m- more so, first and foremost, focuses on them being serious about their sport, which I'm pretty into. It's only one episode out right now. I do want to see where it goes because that first episode was pretty freaking good. Um, the other thing that I like about it is. Uh, like as it's keeping there like there's certain things in the animation like in the first like 40 seconds in homegirl is out there playing this match and she is giving it her all she's dripping in sweat and there's a scene where like she like runs this way and you only see like her from the waist down she's got like her shorts on and shit and she stops and changes directions and you see her legs like the actual muscles tense in her legs like, they actually animated her, like, flexing her legs to, like, jump over this way. It's fucking killer. It looks real good. Like, sweat's flying off her. It's badass. The thing that's weird about it, and this is a direct quote. This is not... I didn't come up with this. This is, uh... What's the name here? A Miss Caitlin Moore, who reviewed this first episode, and referred to that it's... a While it is good, the one thing you're gonna have to deal with if you want to get into it is boob nonsense she says the the show isn't particularly fan servicey there's a couple butt shots when they're stretching uh-huh. or whatever yeah that's few and far between but holy moly <clears throat> t- titty don't work that way that's not what titty do 
like when she's jumping around and doing stuff, there's a few scenes in particular that I would describe it as it looks like they just drew a male character doing this and then threw a couple cantaloupes on him. That's what it looks like. Like the boobs are really nuts. So they got those jiggle physics all the way. It's not even that because it's not even played for like to look sexy. It's just like that's that just looks weird. Like, I mean, maybe episode two features the main character getting a sports bra uh, is the joke that this person makes. But damn, it's wild because that's not how titty do. That's not how titty work. But the show overall, I'm pretty into so far. One episode's out. I think it's worth checking out. It's called Hanebado, H-A-N-E-B-A-D-O. Pretty sweet. It is about badminton, which sounds weird, but damn, they really make it tense. As with any, as with any good anime, as I've said before, it, you if you do it right, you can make anything sure. interesting and fascinating. And they fucking nailed it. And of course, the other thing I watched that I know you watched and we really need to talk about is the newest episode of Fooly Cooly. Yeah, let's talk about it real quick. All right. So I think we've already said we're gonna do that show next. Yes, but I think it's okay that we're talking about it now anyway. Who no, cares? no big details. Roger, this was like a straight-up fetish episode. It was... It was weird. It felt weird. So, I don't know if, like, it's the result of the end of the last episode or what, Mm -hmm. but Haruko appears to be pregnant Yeah. for the first half, which is very odd. And then she also... You get a bunch of close-ups of her feet, and I'm like, look, this is for sure somebody something. Yeah. There this, is also this, this is like this is like whenever Tarantino makes a movie and someone gets their foot out. It's like, yeah, he's into that. Someone's into this. It felt weird. There was there was also something like the so the animation style yeah switched for almost the entire episode. I was kind of into that. I thought it, it looked it was, cool. It was not that I wasn't into it. It's that I spent so often in the first Fully Cooly, you would catch uh, instances where the animation was different for a little bit. Yes, and it was a, a callback to something. Yeah. Or, um, you know, it was alluding to some other style of animation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This one, I could not figure out what the hell it was from. I legit just, like, like, I thought it was just neat. Yeah. Most but, of it. Most of it. And also, like, it did, it, you know, in the first series, it would be, you know, a minute or two minutes tops. This thing played out to like almost the whole the, first half. Yeah, the whole, like, two thirds of it were in this animation style. That was very different and very yeah, it, was, it, it, it was, looked like it it was like they were they were really I don't know if it was actually hand drawn or if they just tried to make it look hand drawn, but it, it looked like, very it hand-drawn. was very similar to Megalobox. Yes. It, it did look a lot like and I, that. I, it was just jarring the way they yeah, did it. Yeah, and I was like, is it a, I because I kept thinking maybe it's a call to Megalobox, but this was No, 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 no. This no, was done not. before Megalobox. It was I'm just sure. it was very different. And the yeah, beginning was, the beginning of it had that really cool like it looked like uh charcoal like yeah. drawings and shit. That looked rad. Yeah. It was it was a look. It has kind of like the watercolor thing going visually, on. Visually, I was very, very into this episode, but damn, like yeah. story wise and what happened, I didn't get most of it. Yeah, I was. We'll talk I about was, it. I was trying to follow it. It's maybe we'll find us a good breakdown to kind of help us go through it too, because I, I don't know, dude. I, I, I said last week. I told you this already. Last week's episode was my favorite episode of the bunch so far. This one was my least favorite so far. Yes, not to say. That I thought it was particularly bad or anything. I mm. just thought it did not live up to the other episodes the way it made me feel. I guess. it was it was definitely was, freaky deaky. Yeah, I was like, this is some this is some weird shit that's going on here. Yeah, uh, this is this is some weird shit. I wasn't completely <laughs> into that one, but yeah, but it's leading into the finale. So you yeah, know. finale finale seems like it's shaping up to be good. But at, at the very end of the episode was good too. Yes, the end of it was pretty rad. I do got to ask you though, buddy. 
What have you been watching? Well, this week has been kind of a lighter week for me, I guess. I know you're getting ready um, for that MHA. Yeah, I am getting ready for that MHA, dude. I I finished out Hina Mitsuri. All right, how was it? Um, it's still ongoing. There's still a couple more episodes, but mm-hmm. God, I freaking love it, dude. You didn't do it so far. It's so good. I'm gonna put that man. on my watch list right now, so I don't forget to it's check it out. It's so good. It's so. It's weird because it's like just this random showing of emotion. I don't know. It's supposed to be funny and quirky, and you know, kind of. I was trying to figure out the main character Hina. Mm-hmm. Who actually does not appear in some of the the later episodes? You watching like, subs or dubs, bro? Uh, I'm watching the dub of it. Okay. Um, she. One I couldn't think of how I, what what um, emotion I could really tie. I said that she was very like, she was very dead flat, pan. deadpan. Yes. Um, Didn't she come I, out of a deadpan? I I have realized that what I'm trying to say is that she's she's kind of rude. Okay. <laughs> She doesn't realize that she's being rude. She's one of those people. It's like you don't. She doesn't. She know just. That. She just says things without really thinking. Yes, she's kind of like kind of like exactly a, what is on her mind. Kind of like if you told someone you were a vegetarian, they were like, "How'd you get so big?" Yes, that happened to me. That was the story I told earlier. <laughs> we went to a taqueria, and the lady kept pressing me as to why I didn't want meat in my fajita sizzler platter. And whenever I finally was like, "Well, I'm a vegetarian," she was like, "I did not expect that you're so big." <laughs> Like, oh wow, lady! My good buddy Roger is a large man. He's very tall. I am big. I am big, He's and a big boy. I, I actually, I've been a vegetarian for going on eight years now. I weigh more than I ever have in my life. It's all that cheese, bro. Yeah, it probably is. <laughs> it's also all the fried things that I eat. Yeah, because if you can fry it, I fry it. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong um, with that. I'm, I'm working off topic. on. I'm, I'm eating less now. I'm trying. I'm trying to drop a couple. Cat got a scale. I stepped on it. <laughs> oh, no. I was very upset with myself. Roger, so, I'm very proud of you, and I love that, but this is not the fitness podcast. It's not the fitness podcast. <laughs> I don't know if fitness dig now, man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I knew that was coming. Oh, God. Oh, so I no. watched Hina Mitsuri. I watched the uh, new episode the of Fully Cooley. The worst. Why are you so bad? And I watched my <laughs> new episode of uh, Full, Full Metal Panic. Okay. Very good episode. How's that I, doing? I heard I, I I've like I've read some stuff that was like eh, it's not as good as the old ones, but uh, these it, people are crazy. It's it's decent. It's, it's like shit. the way they wrote this and and put it out there. It was like there's no extra bit. It's pedal to the metal from first episode all the way up to episode where I'm I mean, at ten. Fucking, yeah, that's what you want, baby. It is it is turbo. Um, and like the last episode I watched, the main character that I did not expect to die just died. Oh no! And it was all it spoiler. It was like a a merciless death, and like they did not take really any time to explore the fact she's just dead. All right, big spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everyone who. Well, I'm is not saying that. what character it was. Yeah, okay, but you did say main character she. So there there are a lot of main right, female all right, characters. All right, all right, all right. Um. I did not say at which point this character appeared or anything like you that. You know who it is, but listener. Kablam, dead. And I was like, <laughs> and it was like right at the beginning of the episode. For too. the listener, he just did the so home alone face. So you're waiting for the whole this whole episode. That you're waiting for the whole episode for something to flash back to her. Like, oh, she's okay. She's hanging on. Maybe she'll die later. No, you don't get. It's <laughs> she's left there almost. Oh, People no. are upset, and it is done. Um. It was a really good episode, but outside from that, I've been kind of working on editing and stuff like that. Uh, 
I got a new fighting game I've been tinkering with. I spent last night playing that. But this week I'm it's coming up. I'm about to catch up on some anime. About the I think I'm about to start diving into Darling and the Franks. I heard that was good, but then also extremely tropey. Which that's okay. Yeah, I'm not super into the tropey shits, but I'll probably I'll watch a couple episodes. I heard a lot of people like. say that it's very good. So. Yeah, I've heard both. You love you love those memes though, with that that scene where they're like, oh yeah, mop, 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 and at each other. Yeah, wake me up. Wake me, me, me. Yeah. Hey, dude, what did you think about that text message I sent you last night? Oh, the dude, dude thing. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Dude with the sickness. Yeah. Cat texted me that last night. It's I live. Good. I live with Cat. She is my girlfriend. All right. It and turns look, out this is the meme podcast. Now. I looked at my phone and I had a text message from her, and it was dude with the sickness. I'm like, what did she just send me? Oh no. And I cracked up, dude. I thought it was pretty funny. Everybody should look up dude with the sickness. Oh God. All right. All right. Well, that's that's what we've been watching. Tell yeah. us about what you've been watching in the comments or send yeah, us an email or something. We love know, you guys, baby. All those uh, links and plugs at the end of the show, of course. Yeah. But right now, are we about to break it down? Bang a dang a dang dang. <laughs> yeah, we we're about to break it down, dude. Think you can tell us what to win. No, okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, but let's get the shit, man. We are we're breaking down episodes ten through thirteen. Megalobox, yep. we're finishing this bad boy off. Pretty great <clears> so far. Let's see how it ends. Starting with episode ten, the die is cast. Do you know where that comes from? The term the die is cast? You know, I would take a stab at it, but no, I don't know. You don't know? I don't particularly it's, know. Um, I could make a guess, but... Take a guess. Take a wild stab. I would say it has, It would uh, have something to do with maybe the die, the actual dice yeah. being forged. No, no, not okay. quite. It's uh, Kinda. Maybe no, not quite. No, the whole that that is uh that quote is attributed to Julius Caesar when he was uh taking his my good buddy Julius Caesar yeah Julius Caesar taking his uh his legion across the A2 Rubicon Brute? yeah <laughs> taking it taking his uh this this is like before he was like the main he was like a big military power and Pompey and his crew were like no fuck this guy we got to get rid of him and and uh Julius Caesar uh being a huge military here and have most having most of the backing of the people says you know what fuck this and he marches his army his legion across the Rubicon the 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 river uh, into mm-hmm. uh proper Roman Italy and whatnot and uh ba- which was super not cool and of course it started a big civil war between the two sides but the the story goes that as he's crossing he says he says well the die is cast meaning this is the point of no return the uh the, the quote at the end of this one kind of oh yeah to that yeah, too. yeah yeah okay just, that, that the makes dice sense. had been thrown you're getting a number whether you like yeah. it or not it's happening no matter what we, we're in the shit this is the this is how it goes yeah unless That's what unless that means. you know you roll the die and there's obstruction or it rolls off the table if it goes off the table now that doesn't count if you hit a nat 20 holy shit i think this is i think julius caesar was before that ever happened to anybody so well you know <laughs> but no it is talking about actual dice obviously okay. But uh, yeah, we're in episode two. The die is cast, and this one starts right where we left off. Fujimaki is talking to Nambu, calls him a scorpion, tells Fujimaki. him Fujimaki. Fujimaki tells him Fujimaki. He tells him the ride's over, and Joe comes out. He says, "Oh, this guy's so impatient. You already want the prize money." And Nambu tries to talk to him, and he's like, "Ah, eh, just tell him, pops. It's too easy. To, it's too early to celebrate. The real fight starts." And Nambu cuts him off. He says, "There's not gonna be a real fight." And then we get the intro. This fucking scene broke my goddamn heart. Yeah. 
Yeah, go go figure. Oh boy, is about to rig out. I saw a thing. Try to rig I, Megalonia. I didn't look it up, but uh, Nambu Nambu's uh full name uh is it Gatsuko something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, something like that. I read a thing saying that uh, I could have just punched this in on Google Translate and checked it, but I read a thing saying his name yeah, translate Nambu. His name translates as fake or forgery, which is pretty fucking apt. Basically, we. After the intro, we have a flashback to back when Nambu and Fujimaki were uh, in the kitchen. Three months ago, they're talking about Megalonia. And I'll show you what we frauds can do. And he stabs the, the fucking knife through the through the um, flyer, through the metal table. Yeah. And we see the rest of that scene. Fujimaki basically tells him, oh, come on. Really? I mean, sure, let's say you get to the championship, but uh, you're going to Megalonia. But not for the championship. Now, what would be the best move what would be the best thing to do nanbu and nanbu has this shocked look on his face like he's thinking and then he turns to look at fujimaki and you see that classic nanbu just like when they were in the underground that little eh, like he gives him that smirk he's scheming something <sighs> and then as we get back to the scene where we were just at with fujimaki nanbu and joe outside uh fujimaki is uh fujimaki excuse me i keep saying fuju it's fuji Fujimaki quotes the uh, quotes the old Scorpion the Frog story, which I'm sure most of us know about. We get a yeah, more of a breakdown of it frog later. Swimming across the mm-hmm. river, Scorpion wants a ride. Mm-hmm. Says he's not gonna sting him. Stings him anyway because that's what a scorpion do. That's his nature. He breaks that down for us later, but he says, "Oh, you'll sting me." And it's Nambu. not actually a scorpion's nature, by the way. Well, you know, but it's a story. It's a fable. I know. <laughs> you talking shit on Aesop right now? I am. Anyway, dude. Nambu comes clean. He says, uh, basically. <clears throat> The, the, the plan they cooked up was to get to Megalonia and do what we always do. We throw the fight. It's going to be the biggest fixed fight ever. And Joe, Joe doesn't say anything at first. He just stands there fuming. He says, you never believed I could win. And Nambu tries to talk him down. He says, no, no, it's not like that. It's just when you started doing good, I thought, hey, we can make this happen. You can't reason with guys like Fujimaki, blah, blah, blah. And he tells him, just think of it. I mean, you'll still be around. We'll still make it work. But just think of this as a detour. And Nambu, like the jackass he is, takes his hand and puts that fucking earpiece in it. God, that shit hurts. I'd be pissed. It, it, he may as well. He's basically handing him the handcuffs and saying, go ahead, put them on. It's fucked up, man. That shit hurts. And Joe is pissed and he just fucking slugs him. Throws the earpiece down, stomps on it. Nambu's all pissed off. He says, well, what are you doing, man? You think you would have made it this far? Like uh, otherwise and blah, blah, blah. He says, and he says, uh, kind of brings back a line he said before. Frauds like us can't become the real deal. And Joe, uh, Joe says, uh, calls him fake, says he's always been fake. And he gets on his bike and starts to leave. Nambu runs over. We're not done talking. Joe says, no, we're done, period. And he fucks off. He just leaves. Satyo's overheard all this. He And uh, he te- he argues with Nambu. Nambu tell, uh, you know, tells him to fuck off, and he does. Uh, Satyo runs away. Uh, Nambu and Fujimaki uh, have a brief talk. Fujimaki picks up the earpiece, gives it to him, and he says, you know... You need to make this happen. This was the deal. And if you don't, it's not just going to be you. All three of you are dead. He's going to kill Nanbu, Joe, and Sachi. And, yeah, and the kid that has... He is a fucking Yakuza, Yakuza gangster. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. You want you wanted him to be cool. 
with his with his cool gold pocket watch chain and his cool tattoos. Nah, he's still just a fucking criminal asshole. All right. Uh, next scene, we got a press conference. Uh, it's all the the final four who are getting into Megalonia. Pepe's there talking shit. I like this scene because Pepe and uh, my good buddy PP and Glacius. His name's Pepe. His name's Pepe Glacius. <laughs> he actually speaks Spanish. Um, because he is you find as you could infer and you find out later, he is in fact from Mexico. He actually speaks Spanish in this scene, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And uh, Glenn Burroughs is also there. He speaks English. Um, his voice actor's a little stiff, but he speaks English. Yeah, it's actually if. If they source somebody out of Japan to do it, it it wasn't really that bad. No, no, it was it was quite good. It was yeah, just, I've, I've it heard, the delivery I've heard was a little stiff. English in in Japanese, mm-hmm. and I imagine it's the same as hearing Japanese from like an American speaking it. Yeah, like you tried that shit. Yeah. Hello, my fellow otaku. <laughs> Konichiwa. <laughs> <laughs> I could just see you doing that shit. Domo arigato, Mister Roboto. <laughs> you look like when you said that, you look like Happy Tone from fucking. <laughs> <laughs> all right tell, tell me about my good buddy pp what's right. he doing pepe his name's pepe uh he's talking <laughs> shit on yuri he says uh <laughs> he says he says uh something like he's got a lot of respect for the champion and it's uh it's gonna feel real sad to see him laid out in the canvas uh burrows is talking shit on joe no one's there for joe by the way joe's not there nambu's not there no one's there for team nowhere burrows just looks over at the empty uh seat and says eh, somebody put a collar on him and drag him to the ring Everybody calls this fucker a dog. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't, there you go. Uh, Joe's not there, etc., etc. Yukiko watches from the side, and her assistant tells her that, yeah, no one knows where Team Nowhere is. Joe's not there. No one's there. Uh, Joe, however, is at Abahachi's, the, the mechanic, and he's watching this on TV and looking pretty indignant. Um, Nanbu finds Sachio on the street, and Sachio argues with him. He tells him, uh, you, you know, you're so fake. You're such an asshole. You you were only using Joe. You never believed in him. And Nambu counters back. He says, yeah, you used him too, kid. Flashback. He uh, Nambu explains that uh, he says, you remember Mizuhara, the, the engineer guy who they got to the, uh, the restaurant to interrogate him to find out what was up with Mikio and whatnot. He actually recognized, uh, Sachio when he was walking in and Nambu talked to him outside. He tells him, uh, and Mizuhara, that guy tells, uh, Nambu that Sachio's father was a freelance engineer, just like him. And it was actually his work, his private work, not work at Shirado work. He was working on himself. Uh, that was taken by Sherado and that he was killed. Sounds like some real shady shit, but mm-hmm. that work is what enabled them to get to develop and finish the integrated gear mm-hmm. is what it sounds like. Sachio wanted revenge, pure and simple is what we find out. We find out that his mother died shortly afterward of some kind of sickness. And having explained all that, Nanbu grabs his stuff and starts to leave and Sachio follows him. Next scene, we get Nanbu who drives Sachio in his truck to a road behind Yukiko's place, it appears. There's a party being held there. There's a lot of people. It's like a, you know, a little get-together. There's kids running around. There's people there. A lot of a lot of really wealthy folks having a little garden party. It's looks a swanky like. party. It's a swanky little garden party. They got them little they got them little finger foods. Yeah, they got the little... Oh, little, check little, it out. They got them bacon-wrapped weenies. No. Yeah, little, little finger weenies. <laughs> My good buddy Pee-Pee's there. He's Stop. having a weenie. His name's Pepe, you son yeah. of a bitch. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he tells him, 
that uh, Nanbu tells Sachio that he wanted revenge. He was using Joe to get revenge. He thinks that taking down Shirado is the way to do it. And he says, uh, well, this is the best I can give you. And he hands the kid a fucking knife. And he says, she's right there. Go ahead. And Sachio like looks and he sees Yukiko standing there. And he actually unsheathes the knife like he's really considering it. But then he freezes when he sees Yukiko uh, talking to a couple of the kids that are there. And he can't do it. He can't he can't make someone live the way he did, you know, to have to suffer through this shit. So he puts the knife away and he says, no, my revenge is going to the top with Joe. And Nambu tells him, well, we both bet on him, but he's the one who decides how this goes. And uh, Sachio tells him, yeah, well, Gearless Joe wouldn't throw a match. And Nambu tells him, well, in that case, you need to hide. I don't think uh, Fujimaki is a bad, bad boy, but I don't think he's got the muscle to fuck with Shirato. And <laughs> he, uh, Nambu, the next scene, we get Nambu and uh, talking to Yukiko in front of her house, and he's basically asking her to watch after Sachio for a while. He has apparently explained the whole deal with uh, his father having been killed, shady shit with Shirato, and basically implies that, hey, you owe this kid and she considers blackmail and she's like um i mean i could just ask you know i don't want joe in the in megalonia i could just ask you guys to drop out if i do this and she tells and he tells him he tells her yeah you could but you won't you know how bad that would look for everyone and before he leaves he gives uh nambu gives sachio joe's id tells him to take care of joe we then uh, get some shots of Joe training. He's hitting the bag ha- so hard that he's rattling the freaking Team Nowhere sign. And I believe that's where the uh, that's where the break is between the episodes. And then when we come back, we get to see uh, the beginning of the fight. Yuri versus Pepe. Uh, Yukiko's assistant um, is talking to her in, uh, in this scene while she's in a big box, uh, like overlooking the arena with a bunch of military dudes. And... The assistant tells her that, yes, the uh, integrated gear systems, part of the systems for it, were, in fact, Sachio's father's design. Uh, and it definitely, it obviously appears that something did go down here. Yeah, there was some shady stuff. Some very shady stuff. Um, and then we get to see the fighters enter. There's a lot of pomp and circumstance for that. They have these sweet, like, intro videos they show. Like, you see, like, Pepe throwing some punches. Like, yeah. boom, Pepe. Spider, buddy, Pepe PP, Spider. He really got to stop that. Uh, and like you, you see his big like spider logo and shit. And uh, well, you scared of a little pee pee, dude. You're the worst. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's uh, he's getting ready to come in. When he does come he in, he looks cool too, man. He looks badass. Pepe Silva. Uh, I keep saying Pepe Silva because like that's fucking. Just say pee pee, man. No, that's from that's from. <laughs> what the hell's that show? Uh, 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 it's always sunny. That was one of the jokes in there. Pepe, fuck Pepe Silva, man. Like when he's got the, you don't know. I it's, don't know. It's fucking hilarious. It's Pepe Iglesias, goddammit, not Pepe Silva. Son of a bitch. Like Enrique. Yes. Think they're related. Enrique Iglesias. Anyway. I'll be your hero, baby. I'll be your pee pee, baby. God, I'm so tired of your bullshit. Um, <laughs> it ain't ever gonna stop, dude. Anyway. Uh, the two of them enter, uh, when Pepe comes in, he fucking, he's got like a crazy ass 
uh, like skull thing going on. He's, he, I mean, they, the announcers even say here, yes, the fighter from Mexico, blah, blah, blah. And like, he's this, he's this badass looking dude. He's, 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 he's dark skinned. He's black. He's got these crazy dreads. Uh, and he, his freaking gear has like the skulls on it. Like the sugar skull kind of things. Deal Del Muerto style. Yeah. It's fucking badass. He and he comes awesome. in, he looks like he's ready to whip all the ice. He's got a cowboy hat on. He throws that shit off. My dude is rocking. He's about to get destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Yuri comes in when Yuri comes in you get his little intro, him punish King of Kings, team Sherado, Yuri. And like looking like a badass. Yeah, the King of Kings. The King of Kings. You want to play like a <laughs> All right. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, All right. Yuri's walking out some motorhead. Yeah, Yuri walks out. He, he, Yuri walks out with little pomp and circumstance. He's got his cool intro video, but then he just walks in in his fucking purple robe, just looking like a badass. Like, come on, you ain't really fucking with me. He's too cool. Uh, they square up. They're getting ready to fight. We get another shot of uh, Yugi Go in her little box with the military dudes, and she tells her assistant to uh, get her a get the names of everyone who was involved with that irregularity with the with the uh, stuff and Satyo's father, and she's gonna handle it. Which, damn. Uh, Did she handle it? I would assume so. Uh, the fight begins. Pepe, here's the thing about Pepe. He's wiry, he's fast, he's got this long reach, and he basically just dances and flips around. There's a bit where, like, Yuri goes for a punch, and my dude just straight up, like, goes, like, all the way backwards, like, so that his head is damn near touching the ring, and then just backs up. Like, he doesn't just duck a punch. He fucking limbos under the punch. It's ridiculous. My dude is all over the place. He's tippity-tapping on his tippity-tap toes. He's going nuts. Um... Round two, he actually manages to land the first proper punch. Up until then, they've just been, you know, uh, blocking and dodging each other. And uh, Yuri takes that punch, and Pepe tells him he's going to kill him. And then Yuri just kind of smirks at him and stares him down. And from the stands, we see Joe watching all this. And when Joe sees that smirk, he sees that look, he sees that Yuri kind of lower his eyes at this dude, he clinches up. He's written his teeth and making a fist because he's seen that before. He knows that look. Yeah. He knows Pee-Pee's about to get his ass whipped. <laughs> Pee-Pee's about to get peed on. Um, and Yuri moves in. Pepe tries to punch him. He ducks that punch, uppercuts him, like, with his right hand. And then before dude can even react, he's already got his uh, his left hand coming in and just hooks him. So fast, so hard. My dude hits the ground like, like he's been shot, the commentator said. Um, and he does not get back up. He does not. He stays the fuck down. That's it for Pee Pee. Yeah, Pepe. See you next year. And Yuri is the winner of that one. Uh, later, Joe is chilling by the river uh, after the fight, uh, kind of like in a little like a uh, alcove, like a little mini dock thing. You know, you know, like kind of a river walk kind of thing mm-hmm. with a railing around it, so he can chill. You can chill there. And a dog comes up, and the dog's very friendly, and he's like, "Oh, hey, buddy." And then you hear a. And he turns and looks. The dog runs up these steps to a car. It's Yuri's dog. And Yuri looks down and sees him. He's like, huh. And they talk for a little bit. And uh, Yuri asks Joe why he fights uh, without gear. And Joe tells him, well, it started as a gimmick, but now it's just too much fun. Every time he gets in the ring, I'm, he's, I'm betting my life on my fists, he says. And he throws a punch toward Yuri, uh, obviously nowhere near him, but kind of points his fist at him. And he says, I want to have a real match with you. I feel like I can go farther. I feel like against you, I can go farther than I've ever gone before. And then he asks, why do you fight Yuri? And Yuri says, I fight for a dream. 
the dream of the one who believed in me when I was nothing. And he says, uh, I'll do anything to make her dream come true. Now he's clearly talking about Yukiko since he says her is what it appears anyway. And Joe's kind of, kind of looks down at them and he's like, huh? Like he does. I don't know if he knows how to feel about it, but he feels some kind of way. Next scene, Nambu's fucking whole wasted. And he is so drunk. He's at the at the trash gym, as I still lovingly refer to it. And he b- falls on uh, into one of the uh, punching bags and just kind of slides down into the ground. As he does, he hits the ground so hard that the freaking Team Nowhere sign finally falls off. It just hits the ground. Uh, we see a brief scene before that where he was talking to Fujimaki, who tells him about the frog and scorpion story. Uh, which you've already been over. Scorpion wants mm-hmm. to cross the river, can't swim, asks a frog to swim across. Frog says, oh, but you'll sting me and we'll both drown uh, and, and I'll die. And Scorpion says, no, I won't. Of course I won't. Uh, we'd both drown if I did that. Frog, frog's like, okay, cool. And he takes him across and halfway across, he the scorpion does in fact sting the frog. And as he's drowning and going under, the frog says, why? Why did you do that? We're both die now. And the scorpion says, Nambu finishes this line. It's my nature to sting he's gonna do it no matter what because that's just how he is which is very reminiscent of what aragaki said about him before it's in his nature to betray that kind of trust and looks like he was right (sighs) sad shit um yeah i couldn't help it's in my nature he says joe we then see a shot of joe riding into the city and he's got his uh his old bag on the back of his bike. And we see Abahachi uh, working on some stuff, uh, a scene right before that. Abahachi says, uh, you, you see this from Joe's perspective. You're what, Abahachi's looking at you as if you were the camera or whatever. And he says, eh, your partner came by, told me to give you this if, he shows, if you showed up, and he hands him the earpiece. And then with a kind of solemn kind of a you know not sure how to feel look on his face he says so tell me who should i bet on tonight and joe's going to the fight that's episode 10 yeah good episode good stuff and oh boy this next one the highlight was with with my good buddy pp pepe um so what's our quote for the end of that one what's our little line our quote was the dice have been thrown. You can double your bet if you want. Mm-hmm. All right. Season one, episode 11. You think there's going to be a season two? I doubt it, right? I don't think so. I can't imagine. But I could see if they wanted to go further with it. Yeah, they could. I wouldn't mind. There was a joke about that. I'll get to that later. Um, season uh, Episode 11 now. A What's dead march. A dead march. Pops is listening to the radio in his truck. Um... The odds are really start, uh, stacked against Joe. It's really people, if you bet on Joe, you're getting extra money, obviously, because holy shit, like, there's no way this guy wins, right? Not again. Fujimaki calls Nambu on his old ass fucking uh, uh, walkie talkie phone looking thing he's got and says that, uh, it tells him he's got the whole world fooled. And then he'll see him at the arena. Uh, we also see Fujimaki in that scene uh, placing a bet on Burroughs to win in the third round. Nanbu uh, doesn't really respond to Fujimaki, but after the call's over, he looks up and eyes that cross that's hanging on his rear view that uh, God chokes but doesn't strangle um, 
cross and he tears it down off the rearview mirror and throws it out the window before he pulls out, followed by a pair of Fujimaki's thugs who have been tailing him, obviously, making sure he doesn't try to skip town. We then get to see a brief scene with Sachio. Uh, he's arranging flowers uh, in the kitchen, Yukiko's kitchen. He is staying with her as Yukiko walks in and says he uh, says he found him by the dumpster. And she says, oh, that's very kind of you. Um, you know, you don't have to do that. And he says, well, I don't want to have to owe you anything, you know, when this is over or whatever. And she sees I- Joe's ID on the uh, on the table. She says, uh, oh, that looks like a little good luck charm. He's got a a small flower uh, taped onto it with a Band-Aid, kind of like a little little uh, trinket, I guess. And he, like, freaks out. He's like, and he, like, pockets it real quick, just in case, you know, obviously that's that's the proof that shows that Joe wasn't has no right to be in this thing. He's not a citizen, et cetera, et cetera, so he's trying to keep it secret. Uh, she asks Sachio if he's going to the fight, and he gets really upset and runs off, saying, I, I don't need to be there. I don't need to watch it to know what's going to happen. Joe's not going to lose until he gets in the ring with Yuri. So then we see uh, Glenn Burroughs and Joe being announced in the ring. They're not actually entering yet, but uh, the announcer, you know, calls both of their names, East Corner, West Corner, that kind of thing. And as we then see a shot of Joe walking through the hallway with his jacket on and he takes one hand and like kind of touches the wall as he's walking, which I only bring up because of this next scene. Um, Sachio asking has a flashback where he remembers asking Joe what does he do when he's scared and Joe says well just touch something nearby reminds you where you are and what you need to do in that moment we see him touching that wall Joe's scared maybe deservedly so but Joe is scared (sighs) this fucking episode sucks dude it's very good it's just sad um in the entrance hall, we see Joe looking down. He's got that earpiece in his hand. We then see Yuri and Yukiko taking their places in their box seat. There's a serviceman who uh, offers to get him drinks or something. She's like, you want anything, Yuri? No, nah, I'm good. And the box, uh, service guy with the drinks and whatnot goes to the next room. The next room, the next box, is where Nambu is sitting with Fujimaki and a couple of thugs and some really sleazy dude with a really, like, just looks like a real greaseball kind of suit mm-hmm. and glasses and shit. Looks like a real jackass. Uh, we don't get his name, but I'm going to call him the jackass. Um, but, uh, the jackass tells him that Joe needs to take his fall in round three with about a minute left to make it look good until then. And, uh, Fujimaki, uh, not just a horrible mob boss and Yakuza boy, also just loves sharing cooking tips. He pours himself some water, says it's hard water, goes really good with this, uh, with the fish that's been boiled in it. He's got this just full fish uh, that's been boiled and laying on a plate next to uh, in front of him. He doesn't even eat the fucking thing throughout the whole episode. It's just sitting there. But uh, there's his fish. Um, and uh, the fighters enter. Burroughs comes in on a giant golden truck, which he then jumps over. He is Burroughs the Bloody Lion, etc., etc., uh, and he jumps into the ring. He's like, rah, you get that little video of him, like punching at nothing, like his little promo video. And then Joe comes in, you get Joe's little promo video, punching at nothing without his, without gear, obviously, cause he's gearless Joe. And he walks in and he's wearing that old orange gear. Collars on. <sighs> yep. This sucks. The people are shocked. Um, and he's getting, gets into the ring. The, the announcers are trying to 
maybe trying to justify it. Oh, you know, you know, Burroughs is the is a heavyweight fighter, definitely the hardest hitter in the whole league and whatnot. He's probably using this to try and you know fix Damping that power blows, advantage. Yeah. yeah, the power advantage and whatnot, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, Joe gets in the ring and he just with a angry look in his eyes just looks up at the at the box where Nambu is and Nambu's standing there with his headset and he puts it on and he says uh I'm not gonna ask forgiveness I definitely I you know honestly I don't even deserve it but we need to make this work and once this is done it's all over it uh, tells him to take the fall in round three with about a minute left make it look good etc etc uh Burroughs when they're about to fight tells him I'm honored you put on that gear for me uh, blah blah blah, you chicken. He calls him a chicken. Yeah, you fucking chicken. I hate this guy. So the fight starts versus Gillen Burroughs. Yuri and Yukiko uh, are confused as well as to why he's wearing the gear. Why wow, he's wearing it now? And Yuri's actually really freaked out. Uh, he's just like, why? What the hell's going on? Outside of the uh, of the fight, Sachio's watching on the big TVs outside of the arena. The kids come up and they're like, hey, what's going on? We couldn't find Joe or anybody. And Sachio's pissed off and he just runs away like with tears in his eyes because he knows what Joe wearing that gear means he knows that Joe plans on taking that fall um, and in the ring uh, Joe and uh, Burroughs are trading blows Joe Nambu keeps giving him advice like hey duck this way duck that way don't don't keep poking at him he's gonna he's gonna demolish you etc etc he doesn't take much any of his advice really um, he goes for a big uppercut that misses just barely Burroughs manages to pull back and then Burroughs lands a big hit on him but he uh ducks away and like you know doesn't go all the way down um and from the uh from the box where Nanbu and everybody is watching uh the jackass says hey that kid better not be trying to win he's not taking your advice or anything and Fujimaki sees it though he says no 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 that was a he could have hit him right there. He got real close, but he just barely pulled back. The kid's doing his job. He's making it look good. He knows what he's doing. He's throwing a lot of fights, obviously. It's uh, it's just like the whole the whole thing. Like I I want to talk about this real yeah, it's quick. Very... Like, it's it's a real bummer, man. Because yeah. like you're watching Joe apparently getting ready to pull to throw this fight, and he's he knows the job. He does it well. And he's also and he knows what just he's letting him like he's letting himself get hit. Yeah, he's letting himself get hit so that it so that it looks like a real fight. Like if he just dodges the whole time and then suddenly goes down, well, no one's gonna believe that. Yeah, well, he knows I, what he's doing. Some of it, I think, too, is because at one point Nambu's telling him he doesn't have to take the hit like mm-hmm. that, and he's just taking it anyway. Yeah. He's just doing it anyway. It's like an act of defiance. Yeah, it's a, a little act of so defiance. So it's the one Even, thing that he can do. Right. Because like the whole thing is he walks in with the gear on. Like like I said, the leash is on. He's got the collar on. He's he's the dog. And it looks like Nambu's finally got him trained. He's doing what he wants. But he's still got to have a... He's still got to make it, you know, do his own little thing and have some defiance in there. Even though he knows where this ends. It's it's really depressing, man. This mm-hmm. that whole that whole sequence, man, it's a bummer, but I mean it makes for good show. Anyway, uh we get into round two. Uh Joe takes a, a little bit of Nambu's advice now, uh dodges one way to avoid a huge hit, but when he blocks uh one of uh Burroughs' huge punches, uh the left arm of his gear actually falls off. Um Joe lands a Pretty, couple pretty good hits gets a big hook uh when nambu tells him to and nambu's like yes like hell yeah and uh when he when when he does that nambu's like hell yeah that was like that was a good punch he like actually jumps up fujimaki's watching and he kind of has this glower on his face he's and he looks down at his fish and 
just starts kind of poking at the head of his fish. Mm-hmm. And uh, with his fork. Outside, Sachio punches out some aggression and drops some sick bars. Yeah, he does. This is the Sachio rap. I freaking love this It was pretty part, great. Dude. It's a whole thing about, like, uh, you know, fight for you. You need to fight for what you want. Uh, who cares if uh, Nambu's a liar, et cetera, et cetera. My favorite line of the whole thing. If you're always going to look at the past, you might as well grow a pair of eyes on your ass. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's some fireworks. Yeah, it's got some fireworks over here. We're, we're recording this on, what is it, July 6th? Yep. Yeah. So People are going to be shooting fireworks well into the, the 20s of this month. That's how it goes in my neighborhood, man. Those fuckers start shooting them off on the 3rd, and it does not stop until the end of the month. Fucking jackasses. I'm trying to sleep, damn it. All right. Um... But yeah, it's a pretty great scene. Sachio's like on this little, this little like dais thing down near this river walk, just punching out his aggression and shit and rapping and whatnot. It's a pretty great scene. Pretty cool song. Uh, I should mention, as I told Roger earlier, the entire, the soundtrack of this show is all on Spotify. You can check it out right now. Um, the opening and ending themes aren't part of the Megalobox album. They may be on there like under their respective like artists or whatever. But like the actual album has some sweet shit. It's got all the raps, uh, all like four of them, I think. Um, plus all the music and whatnot. The music fucking kills, man. It's pretty neat because they also have like <coughs> variations on all the themes. Three no, there's I think there's four because there's this one with Sachio. There's the one before Gearless Joe, Gearless Joe. There's the one before that which was just like the intro to the slums and shit. Yeah. And then there's the one next episode. Okay. That you love. Man. Yeah, I, I think that's I think that's that. all of them. Yeah. But yeah, uh back in the ring round 3. Um should point out here again that uh Burroughs has his people in his corner. Joe, well, Sacho's outside punching out, punching up storm. Nambu's in his box. There's no one in Joe's corner. No one's helping him. He just sits down and he just huh, just panting between rounds. Nambu tells Joe that uh uh, it's round three. He's made it this far. He's just got to last a couple minutes, take the fall with about a minute, a half a minute, minute left, and he'll be free. It'll be over. And Fujimaki behind him says, oh, no, no, no. That's not how this works. You can't change your na- nature, and neither can that. Uh, neither can your dog. Yeah. He'll be fighting. Yeah. yeah, you'll never be free. You'll never be free. He, says, he tells him he'll be fighting for the rest of his life in my ring. Same thing he said before in, like, episode two. Oh boy, uh, Joe's getting pounded in the corner, and suddenly Sachio runs in, and he's yelling for Joe to keep fighting. And uh, Joe hears this, and he 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 like goes wide eyed for a second. He hears uh, Sachio screaming for him. There's some security guys that like run out and try to get Sachio because, hey kid, you're not you're not supposed to be here, bloody blah. Well, he's part of the team. You're not supposed to be here, bloody blah. Yuri sees this happening and he gets up and leaves I don't think box. that was security either. I think that was part of the No, no, no. I think it is security cuz they have uniforms, but later Fujimaki in a second says uh he says go get the kid and you see the two thugs start to oh, leave okay. and Nambu stops them. Okay. But um yeah, Sachio Sachio's there. Yuri gets up and leaves his uh leaves his box as well. He walks out. Joe takes a big hit. And, and by this point, too, Yuri has realized that Joe is throwing the fight. Yeah, he realizes well. what's going on. Joe takes his big <clears throat> head. He goes down. At the ring, Satio's still screaming while these security guys are there. And then they all freeze when they see Yuri walk out and stand there at the at the at ringside. And Yuri screams at him, Did you forget what you told me? Uh did you forget what uh, what you wanted to do? And he says, I love this line, do not disappoint me, Joe. 
which is really good. Joe starts fading to black. Uh, and by this time, like like we said, Fujimaki has said, uh, hey, go get the kid or whatever. And all of a sudden you hear in Joe's earpiece, get up. Nambu has knocked out the jackass, that sleazeball dude, and is now blocking the way out from by the two, uh, for the two thugs. He's not letting them leave. He says, finish the fight. Uh, I'll, I won't let them uh, lay a hand on Sachio. Nobody's taking tomorrow away from you. And Nambu starts going after these thugs, and they're all they're duking it out up there. While Joe gets back on his feet and starts duking it out in the real in the ring, and Nambu tells him, "You've got real skill. That's a Nambu Gas- uh, Gonsaku guarantee." And Joe struggles back up to his feet. The last bit of his gear falls away. The crowd's going nuts because all of a sudden he's gearless Joe again, and. He takes the earpiece out, throws it away, and he says something like, yeah, I can't let it in like this, can I? Nambu throw also uh, up in the box throws down his headset and stomps on it as well. And we see Fujimaki poking at his fish head again, and now he's just poked the eye completely out of his fish. Which is pretty horrible foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe goes in, and Burroughs goes for a big, uh, big hit. Joe... <clears throat> Joe, like, goes for an uppercut. Burroughs manages to dodge it again and goes in for a huge hit, but he gets cut off by a counter punch from Joe, a huge straight left, straight into his giant fucking head, and the big boy goes down. K.O. He's out. Satio runs in. He's crying. The the act, the ID, uh, he was keeping it under his hat where that picture of his family is, and it's fallen away. Yuri looks on from the sidelines, and in the box, we see Nambu is bloodied and he's kneeling in front of the door still doesn't still not letting anyone leave the thugs have knives out the jackass gets back on his feet and reaches into his jacket like he's gonna pull something out and he's still but he's still blocking the doors and then fujimaki walks over and tells him it's over nanbu uh it's uh it's all over for you and nanbu just kind of smirks at him and reaches down and picks up what appears to be a butter knife not a sharp edge. Maybe, maybe a kitchen knife for the for the fish or something. But it is not a sharp knife. And the next scene, we see Yuri still ringside. Joe and Sachio are gone. Uh, Yukiko comes over and asks what happened. And Yuri doesn't say, doesn't respond. He just says, doesn't answer a question. He says, for the first time in my life, I understand jealousy. This gearless Joe, he's the real deal. And Yukiko looks down uh, as Yuri starts to leave and she sees that ID that Sachio dropped. Joe and Sachio arrive at the box. They rush in. They see the thug standing there. They see Nanbu kneeling with his hand uh, hand over his face. He's blood everywhere. And he's kneeling behind the couch. And Fujimaki is sitting on the other side of the couch facing away from him, looking really dour and serious. And Joe runs over. He says, "What? what the hell? Did you do this? What did you do? And... Uh, Nambu gets up. You can see that the blood on his face is coming from the left side of his face, his, his one eye that he still had. And he says, had, had, and he says, I've settled. No, I settled things myself. And if an eyeball isn't enough, I'll rip up my heart and fork it over. And Fujimaki looks down. You see what he's looking at. There's a handkerchief, a towel, a napkin. You don't see what's under it, but it's covered in blood. And there's a little round something underneath there and looks like a marble it's definitely Nanbu's eye and he tells him get them out of my sight and the jackass the sleazy dude tries to stop him and he says no and they 
Joe, Nanbu, and uh, Satya all leave. And Fujimaki says that the man who wanted to see the kid dance in the ring more than anyone else willingly tore out any chance he ever had of seeing that happen. You think just anybody can pull that kind of stunt? And he lets him go. Yep. We're even. You don't want to fuck with somebody that crazy. Yeah. Uh, we then... That's the end of that scene. The last little bit before the episode uh, ends, we see Yuri at his home training, punching the hell out of his bag. And from around the corner, we see his dog growling at him. And we know, Yuri said before, his dog's not good with strangers. He was surprised that his dog liked Joe. His dog don't like him now. That ain't Yuri no more. He's changed. And that's episode 11. Yep, episode 11. Good, good episode. stuff. Really good stuff. <clears throat> what was the, our quote for that one? The quote is, enough with the gloomy hymns. Give me something with trumpets. Doot, doot. That was my little response when you sent that doot doot video. <laughs> uh, yeah, good shit. Give me something with trumpets. I like that. I used to play the trumpet. Can't do it no more. Me too. All right. Episode 12. Leap over the edge of death. Hell yeah, man. This is that shit. Uh, yeah, this is my shit right here. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, go signing a deal with the military type, some kind of contract. Uh, afterwards, she's sharing some champagne with Yuri in the trophy room. Yuri doesn't take the toast, though. He doesn't drink the champagne. She says, our dream has finally come true. This is great. I love it. Blah, blah, blah. And Yuri, looking very serious, doesn't take the champagne, doesn't take the toast, doesn't even talk to her, really. He just says, I'm going to have the gear removed so I can fight him on even footing. And then the credits start. Mm-hmm. All right, we get back from the credits. My jam, uh, dude. It's pretty good. I don't know the words. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. It's good shit. Oh, wow, wow, wow. This song's called Someone, Bite. Yeah. It's fucking sick. All right. After the credits, Yukiko is trying to talk him out of it. She says, I won't allow this. That's incredibly dangerous. That that integrated gear is basically a part of you now. It'd be like, you know, ripping your skin out or something. It's not no. And she won't she's telling she telling him if she refuses to allow it, she does not allow it. And she even threatens to cancel the fight and he says, No, you can't do that. Joe risked his life to get to me, and it has to be at Megalonia. And as he starts walking out, he says I won't be coming back to this office. And she tells him, well, what about our dream? And he doesn't even turn around. He just says, it's your dream now. And we get a shot of Joe training. He's punching the shit out of his bag. Sachio tells him to calm down because he's apparently been doing it since like all morning. He's got not going to have any friggin', you know, energy left. And Joe says, oh, I'm just too excited. I can finally get to fight Yuri and whatnot. But then, ding, ding, Aragaki and Mr. Miyagi arrive. Uh, Nambu is led over by the kids. He's got bandage over his face. He's no eyes now. He can't see shit. Completely blind. But uh, he's led over by the kids. He said uh, he called uh, called over Aragaki and Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi. Uh, he figured that Joe uh, would have punched a hole in the bag if he just left him alone. So he wanted him to have a sparring partner. And they start sparring. They're pretty happy to have someone to throw down with. Uh, they actually, Joe actually says, you know, I'm. this is pretty great. I, uh, I'm kind of disappointed I never got to knock you out. And Aragaki says, yeah, same. And they just start uh, duking it out in the ring, doing some yeah. training. I liked reintroducing Aragaki. Yeah, I really like they brought it. him back, man. Aragaki's a cool dude. I'm really glad they brought him back. Um, Next scene, we see a car driving down a road that's lined with these trees. appears to be in the forest or something. And it pulls up to a cabin. And out of the cabin walks Mikio. 
His hair's all down too. He's looking a little different. He's looking pretty cool. Yeah. He kind of looks like that dude from MHA who like had the if you if you talk to him he can control you. He's got that crazy like that star yeah. hair. But yeah, he's looking pretty. Well, except Mikio has eyebrows, so he's not as creepy. Yeah. Yeah. But Mikio's looking pretty cool in this scene. I actually like Mikio as a character. Like he's a total jackass, but yeah. nah, he's alright. Well, at this point, he's a lot less of a jackass. At this point, he's he fairly realized cool. that he was being a jackass. He was a total jackass. And yeah. He's unlikable. Now he's trying to fix himself. Trying to be less shitty. Yeah. Fix himself like he fixed up this sweet cabin. We find out that when he found it, it was completely ruined and he's remodeled the whole thing. My boy's a little little lumberjack, sounds yeah. like. Such a nice boy. Um, hey Roger, who's your dude? You had to pick one guy in the in the show. In who's this it? show? Yeah. Who's your dude? PP Inglacius. <laughs> the worst. The worst. You're so bad. All right. Um, but yeah, Yuri, uh, Yuri and his dog get out of the car. They walk inside. They talk for a little bit. And Mikio leads him downstairs to what appears to be a makeshift operating room. And when I say makeshift operating room, that makes it sound like something out of freaking hostel or something. It is... It's legit equipment. He's got like a proper table. He's got a light. He's got all these tools and whatnot. And it's all cordoned off, you know, with a sanitary curtain and whatnot. But it is in a basement of a log cabin. And this is apparently where they're going to do the surgery and have this have Yuri's gear removed because that's what he decided he wants. Um, Yuri starts undressing, says he wants to get started right away. Mikio asks, are, are you sure? Because... I mean, you know, this could, this is very dangerous. This couldn't go very badly. And Yuri just reiterates that he wants to fight Joe on even ground. He says, uh, he even compares it to Ace. He said, you bet everything on Ace. Well, I'm betting everything on me, basically. We then see Yukiko at the bridge uh, overlooking the stadium where, uh, where her and Joe and Yuri first met, or, or first, her and Yuri first met Joe. Uh, she remembers Joe and Yuri facing down about to fight each other and just like before she calls to Yuri to try and stop but he doesn't and like they start to square up and she says Yuri she calls again and then a truck flies by and breaks the illusion and then she gets a call it's from Mikio and she gets the next scene is her in the cabin downstairs in the basement looking at a Yuri who has had his gear removed and his arms and back and neck are all bandaged up and man oh man it's looking bad um the operation was apparently successful Yukiko's still indignant though she says Yuri has turned his back on gear and on the future over some stupid envy and she says she I want to can't uh, she may as well just cancel the fight uh two megaloboxers without gear it's nonsense and Mikio says well is there not more to it isn't there more value in megalobox and man she's looking pissed but Next scene is her and her assistant. They're looking over Joe's info. They, uh, she did, in fact, pick up the ID after Satio dropped it. And with the ID, they know everything. That he's not a citizen. They know about the throne fights in the underground rings. Uh, the assistant says, well, yeah, you should cancel. You can totally cancel the fight. It would have no effect on the contract. That's already been signed. And Yukiko, she doesn't know what to do, though. She says to keep it confidential while she thinks it over. We see Joe and Aragaki training some more. Nambu remembers... Uh, as he's standing there, uh, as he's sitting there, rather, Nambu uh, remembers when him and Joe first met. We get a cool scene where uh, you see Nambu in a fucking like, in like a Hawaiian shirt, yeah, looking looking like a B character from fucking Five O or some shit. And he uh, 
he's standing there like watching like in the in these rafters in some kind of warehouse watching uh joe and some other dude duke it out it's like a you know really like extra like that was underground where they were throwing fights this is like slum level this this is just a bunch of dudes who work in a warehouse who decided let's duke it out let's have some fun it's a ring of people they're both they're not even wearing gloves they're just hands are wrapped up and shit and they're duking it out and joe knocks this dude the fuck out obviously and uh <laughs> Um, Nambu, uh, afterwards, uh, uh, runs over to him and tells him, Hey, Hey, you're pretty good out there. Like Joe, Joe is, you know, fighting for change. He takes like a little packet of money or whatever from the promoter dude. And Nambu tells him, Hey, you're pretty good. You know, I got a better way to make money though. And, uh, Joe just kind of tells him, Hey, I'm not looking for any friends right now, man. And just like fucks off and gets on his bike. And Joe says, no, 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 seriously, you know, you could be great. You got good skill. Why don't you let me take care of you? Is what he tells him. And back at the training, Nambu yells at Joe to, uh, hey, you need to fix your stance. I keep telling you to split it evenly. Your punches don't have any power. And everybody's like, what the hell are you talking about? You can't even see. How do you know? And he's like, yeah, well, th- this freaking line, he says, yeah, but I can he- uh, but if he was punching good, his punches wouldn't sound like a cow cutting the cheese. Yeah. Which is pretty funny. You got them cow fart punches. Well, I think the, I thought the punch was supposed to sound like a cow cutting the cheese. No, it's not supposed to because okay. that's just like like nothing. If it's sharp, if it's a like a snap, like a hard, oh, okay, okay. quick. I guess I read it. It's got to be sharp. You know, we're talking about cows. You're talking about cheese. You want a sharp cheddar. Yeah, you want a real sharp cheddar. And some of the, the, the not subtitles that, not that in soggy the show shit. were generally pretty good, but occasionally it like if there was some by, weird shit. Yeah, so I, I guess I maybe maybe I just misread it or I didn't have enough. You know. No, I never yeah, yeah. stopped the show and went back to read anything again. So. I mean, I, they, yeah, I, I fucking did. I took all these fucking notes, Jesus. Anyway, uh, Joe tries it again, tries another tries another punch, says, pow, pow, and says, how was that? And uh, Nambu tells him, not bad, not bad at all. Uh, they relax for a little bit afterwards, and Nambu, as he's talking, uh, as he's sitting there, uh, he, he thinks to himself, maybe this whole time he's been taking care of me. Which is a pretty nice little sentiment. At the cabin, Yuri is locked downstairs. Uh, this is before you you were asking about the you were talking about the um, the little still frames you get at the beginning and the end of the mm-hmm. shows, and if those meant anything. And they're, they're really just frames from the episode. I don't know if they mean much, but that's that's what that locked door was. It's Yuri's. Yeah. It's the door, and you see it like it's locked with a padlock. Yuri's down there, and he's awake. And there is blood spots forming on these bandages, and he is screaming and struggling, and he like slams himself into the door a couple times, like he's trying to break it open. It's incredibly painful, as one would assume. I mean, he basically—you got a brief shot earlier where Mikio started the operation. He literally was like cutting into the skin around the gear to get it all off. Like, dude is for sure hurting, possibly for a squirting, but he's definitely hurting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> call it my good buddy pp Glacius. oh god pepe's out of the anime now he's not coming back all right uh yuri eventually tires himself out and he sits down he has this vision he's he's standing in his old training ring and or, or outside of his old training ring and he he's looking at someone this figure and there's this this humanoid shape it looks like a man but his skin is all black with these red cracks going down it like 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 some kind of volcanic rock and you see this like one of one of this man's arms just fall off and you're just like what 
And then he looks down and he sees himself turning into that same black and burning rock. And he screams as his whole body is engulfed in flames. Which I imagine is what it feels like to have the goddamn skin ripped off your arms. Yeah. Holy shit, Yuri. Ugh. But yeah, um, Yuki goes upstairs uh, and she's hearing all this screaming and whatnot downstairs. Mikio tells him that tells her that he's been like that for five days now. That's how long this has been happening. She says she wants to do something. There's got to be something we can do. She still hears this screaming downstairs. And Mikio pulls out like a little EpiPen thing and says, well, this will stop the pain. But he told, uh, he says, Yuri told me that if he couldn't take the pain that he didn't deserve to face uh, Joe. And Yuri takes the medicine. She goes downstairs. She finds him, Yuri, just laying on the floor motionless. He's breathing, but he's just, you know, screamed himself out. And he's just like laying there. In, in this intense pain with nothing else to yell about. And she tells him, she cradles him, his head in, in her lap, and she says, come on, let's go home. We can reattach the gear. You can stand strong again. And she pulls out the medicine. She's about to give it to him, and she puts her hand on his, and she says, you're Sherado's, you're my future. And then Yuri remembers, uh, he's talking, and he says... He's remembering the old days as she's about to give him this medicine. He stops her and says, he remembers the old days before they met. He says, the man who taught me to fight told me that if I ever met someone who I wanted to win against with from the bottom of my heart to consider myself blessed and to never let him out of my sight. And he looks at her and she says, Yukiko, you gave me a reason to live. Please don't take it away now. And she doesn't give him the medicine. She gets up and she leaves, presumably. The next morning, she's laying on the couch sleeping. Or maybe maybe a couple mornings later if it's been... I mean, we don't know how long it's. he's been down there. At least five days now. At least six days now since it's the next day, at least. And the dog uh, goes over to Yukiko and wakes her up. And then he walks over to the door and barks. And she opens it. She goes downstairs to find Yuri back on his feet. And he's training. He's doing his punches and whatnot. Uh, shadow boxing a little bit. And uh, the sweat is like glistening and flying off of his fist and doing these little sparkles in the air. And she looks at this and it reminds her she remembers when they first met. Um, it was at Yuri's training gym. She was there with her grandfather, the then president of Shirado. And they watch Yuri training. He's uh, doing those same punches, the, the sweat flying off of him and these glistening sparkles in the air. And she was as impressed then as she is now. It's still Yuri. It's always Yuri. And Shirado, uh, Grandpa Shirado introduces uh, Yuri uh, to his to his granddaughter Yukiko, and she goes to shake his hand, and he stops. He says, um, "I'm pretty sweaty," and she just holds her hand out even closer, and he says, Ugh. and he like wipes his hand off on a towel, shakes her hand, and you know the little pleased to meet you kind of thing, and Grandpa says, "You two are the future of Shirado." And then back in the present, Yukiko is back upstairs, and she's leaving. And it seems fairly heartless, but I think at this point, maybe she realizes that she... That was her dream to have the best gear and all this stuff, these contracts and whatnot. And she basically got it, all that signed. And I think now she's realizing that this is Yuri's dream, and she has to let him do it. And as she's leaving, she says, I have no business with a gearless boxer. She's letting him go. If you love me, let me go. All right. If you love it, you gotta let it go. Roger's just shaking his head at me. Um, 
And as she's leaving, she says to Mikio, just like you, he's no longer with Shirato. And then as she gets to the door, she smiles and she says, goodbye, brother. And she leaves. At the boat, Joe is jumping off the bridge into the water. He's having a little swim. He's he's having a good time now. This is this is such a cool uh, cool one for me because Joe, I really love this this juxtaposition because Joe has spent the entire anime up until now. If he's not struggling and training, he's getting the shit kicked out of him. If he's not getting the shit kicked out of him, he's being betrayed by the people he loves and cares about. He is being used and abused and everything else. And the whole show up until this episode, despite some fun parts where like they win a fight and all that has been mostly pretty shitty for Joe. He's always stressed and living on the edge. Cause he's got to win this. He's got to do that. He's got to do this. And he's finally getting some fun and relaxation. Yuri conversely has been live this life of extreme privilege with all the money and all the power. And he is, he is just that good. He's so strong that he can just get whatever he wants basically. And now he's literally living in a basement screaming every night in pain. It's a really interesting ju- juxtaposition. Yeah, I, I it really, is. I really like the way they do that. But uh, Joe's having some fun. He's swimming. He tries to get uh, uh, Sachio to join him. Sachio's like, "Shouldn't you still be training?" He's like, "Eh, it's too close to the fight now. All that extra training isn't going to do anything except tire me out." And he said, "Come on, Sachio, swim with me." He's like, "Eh, I don't want to." Blah blah blah. And then they both stop though when they see a car pull up and they say, "Yukiko, get out." And they meet her. They both meet her up at the road and. He says he thanks her for watching after Sachio and she returns the ID uh, and he looks at her and kind of smiles. and He says, you looked into it, huh? And she says, yes. And and nothing. And Joe says, oh, you sure? You know, I'm going to beat your champion. And she doesn't even respond to that. She just looks up at him and says, Yuri has had his gear removed. He did it to fight you. To fight gearless Joe. And then she gets in her car and leaves. And Joe, just like before when he first faced off with Yuri, and just like when he was rushing down the ho- down through the desert on his bicycle, he's got that wild look in his eye again. Like he is so psyched to do this shit. And we get our last rap montage, which is pretty sweet. The video's on YouTube. Uh, but so Roger dope. posted it on the on the Facebook group. It's sweet, dude. Yeah. But it's basically this uh, it's montage. It's my favorite part of the whole anime. Yeah. It's a great little montage. You see uh, Yuri like with his bandages on his arm, still in the basement, punching out and training. You see Joe doing the same thing. They're both getting ready for this fight. You get a, you get a full song here, too. Like, yeah, it's, it's like a proper... Cool. It's like a minute and a half, two-minute song. It's pretty great. Um, but yeah, it's all about like, you know, the, these, uh, one's a champion, the King of Kings, all this stuff. Yeah. One's a dog who fought from the underground and blah, blah, uh, it calls them two predators, uh, chained together now, uh, fighting in the moonlight, et cetera, et cetera. All this crazy stuff. There is, I do want to point this out. Every time we have one of these rap breaks with the exception of Sachio's, you see this kid in this purple Jersey with these headphones and these goggles on. I don't know what this kid's deal is. I think he might like maybe he's supposed to be a stand in for like the audience or something. I'm not sure what's going on, but he's always there. And in this scene in particular, you see him like uh, appears to be on a cliff overlooking the ocean. And he has like his boombox. Well, I say he we don't know. It could be a girl. I don't know. Eh, almost everyone in the show is a guy. So it's probably a guy. Whatever. But he th- this character is sitting there with like a boombox with the music playing on and a Megalonia flyer, which appears to be 
the same Megalonia flyer we kept seeing. It's got a stab mark right through the middle of it, this small slit right in the middle, like where uh, Nanbu stabbed through it. So I'm like, okay, what's up with this kid? I don't know. Maybe that's some symbolism. Maybe it's just a cool thing. Maybe it's just reminding you of yeah. all this stuff that's happened. Yeah, I don't but I yeah, never that's, thought about it. You were the only one that thought about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably I'm the only one that knows any of that. But I mean, that's uh, the only thing that gets me about that is that he's definitely got the uh, flyer that appears to be the same flyer that Nambu stabbed through because it's got the knife mm-hmm. mark right through the middle of it. Anyway, interesting stuff. But uh, yeah, that's episode 12 and we are on to the finale. Well, first give us the, the quote from the end of that one. The quote from 12 was... If you're going to leave your album behind at the water's edge, then you don't want to cross this particular river. That's the only one I don't really get. Yeah. If you're going to leave your album behind at the water's edge, then you don't want to cross this particular river. I don't know what that means. An album is, if it's referring to like an album, like a photo album, maybe. Uh, or like a music you, album. I don't yeah. Know. Your memories, your work. Maybe. Um, then you don't want to cross. This. Maybe you don't want to maybe, actually fight. Maybe you don't want to actually do this. Yeah, I don't know. Still not sure what that. Yeah, I don't know. About. I don't know what it means. But episode thirteen. Episode is thirteen. Born to die. I think now's a good time to talk about. So we mentioned before that this show is not a remake, not fully based on, but a retelling of an older series, a manga and uh, anime series called Ashida no Joe, mm-hmm. Champion Joe, as it is translated usually in the United States. There's, which a, is about, there's also a game for it too. It's mm-hmm. on my Neo Geo. I have it. Yeah, and that that anime and manga series, we're gonna spoil it here. If you care about something from like the seventies or sixties, maybe maybe skip ahead. But that series was about a guy named Joe uh, who was a boxer, and he went on all these fights. Yeah, and he this won is all these the fiftieth anniversary. Et it is the fiftieth anniversary. That's what that logo at the beginning of, of every episode is. Uh, uh, beginning of the opening theme is, and that one. Spoiler alert ends with a series of fights. Some of which mo- all he wins all the fights pretty much. Even like one guy ends up even dying. The 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 series from what I've read is pretty fucked up because one guy ends up like mentally like beat like gone like he just beat the sense yeah. out of him. One guy actually dies. I think the first one who is who Yuri's based yeah, on. Yeah, who's Yuri's based off. And then the, and the, the guy that gets fight, the mm, his, the sense knocked out of him or whatever he ages or what. Is it the same one where no, he... No, 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 no. The, the guy not got the sense knocked out of him was like literally like he beat him into okay. like out of his mind. Yeah, like, so it was the, really final, the final fight the final is the fight is the champion and this fight goes on for a really long time. The dude, the champion is, it gets so freaked out by the fact that he puts everything into this Joe character and Joe keeps getting back up. Um... I've, and in case you somehow missed it, we're talking about the the old Ashida no Joe series, not this show. But he he got he's freaked out that Joe this Joe kid keeps getting back up and he ages rapidly through the fight. By the time the fight's over, the dude looks like he's aged fifty years. Joe, I believe the the series ends with him actually losing that fight, and not only that, he dies in the ring. It's well, it's up to speculation it's is, up to speculation it's but not it's a cowboy bebop situation okay don't bull that cowboy bebop chef spike's okay. dead okay it's <laughs> it's alert. neither it's neither confirmed or denied it's neither confirmed or denied but it is widely accepted yes. more than 50 percent of the people right. who are fans of this say no he died moreover they, they've been dropping what we call the death flags everywhere every episode death dies yeah not died, dead yet not dead, not dead yet, yet every episode and that's where we're going with this. The whole thing is leading up to you thinking, 
is Joe gonna die? Is Yuri gonna die? Yeah, the whole, Do the they whole both damn die? series, I was like, the somebody's thing, dying in that ring. Born to Die is the final episode title. Let's fucking break it down. Let's break it down. Bang, 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 bang. So this one starts with, first of all, the first thing you see, interestingly, is a, you just see like a hallway, the ceiling of a hallway kind of like tracking by, like if you were walking down a hallway just looking at the ceiling. And then we see Nambu, Joe, and Sachio in the locker room, and Nambu has this music playing, this like this real goofy like dance music. Yeah, it's a and dance song. He's kind of he's dancing with nobody. He it's says, like, uh-huh, and here's the turn. It's like an Animal blah, blah, blah. Crossing song. Yeah, it's real goofy. He's he's having a good time, um, and he tries to get Sachio to dance with him and whatnot, and Sachio's like, no, I don't want to dance. Come on, let me alone. And finally he sits down, the music stops, and he pulls something out of his pocket and says, here, Joe. And he gives him that old dog race ticket, the one that he gave to Aragaki, and Aragaki gave back to him. And he says, uh, "It's uh, think of it as a good luck charm. And Nambu, uh, or Joe looks at it and says, uh, what is this? And he says, yeah, it's a good luck charm. And it's, it's the old dog race ticket. And he says, wow, you bet on a dog with a weird name. Carpe Diem was the name of the dog. Yeah. And Sachio says, what does it mean? And Nambu explains... It means seize the day. I mean, to live in the moment, because there's no telling what tomorrow brings, but our decisions are what sets the course. And then a chime co- uh, goes through the speakers and calls them into the ring 20 minutes till the fight starts, something like that. And as they're leaving, Sachio stays behind. He pulls a button off of his bag and runs behind a big column. And then they call him, Sachio, come on. And he's like, oh, okay. And what were you doing back there anyway as they're leaving through the door? And he says, ah, nothing. But you see the other side of that... Uh, of that column and he scratched into it win or lose know that they were there he scratches in team nowhere into the column i like that a lot kind of like uh final fantasy 10 waka does that shit at the blitzball stadium Mm -hmm. it's good shit anyway uh so we are now in the ring the fight is already going on you actually see the end of round three and then they go into round four but one thing i want to point out here is that when it shows the stadium in this next scene when it starts in huge letters, it says present day. And that's worth pointing out because they really fuck with the timeline in this one. It There's a couple parts that you find out are like in the future or whatever. And there's a couple scenes that like we're before the fight or whatever. So it points out this is present day. This is right now. This is what's happening. And we're in the ring and we're fighting. Um, the commentators are pretty stunned to see that not only uh, Joe, obviously, but Yuri as well are both gearless. And they actually uh, talk about how crazy it is. These two gearless fighters, the, the future of Megalo boxing, the, who, who, the fight to find out who is the best Megalo boxer in the world is between two boxers without gear. Um, and as they're getting ready to fight, uh, Joe asked, uh, asked Yuri, so how does it feel to be gearless? And Yuri just tells him, I think I might under, uh, understand what you meant before now. And Sachio is telling uh, Nanbu about Yuri's uh, arms and how they're all scarred up. They're all red. Like they, it really does just look like he's got these giant scars going up both his arms, around his back, and up his neck a little bit, and onto his chest, where all the all the places where the gear was and it was cut off. And uh, Nanbu, hearing this, just says, "Huh, a couple of scarred animals, huh?" Joe couldn't have asked for a better dance partner. He says. Uh, we get a short shot of Yukio. Uh, in the backseat of a car being driven somewhere. And with her, she has 
a uh, a what do you call uh, like a little binder that says project for generalizing integrated integrated gear on it, and she gets a a message or something uh, saying uh, like a call or something comes through and says uh, it's starting or something like that. She's not at the fight. She doesn't care, or maybe she does care, but she's not going. Back at the fight. Uh, Nambu can hear the blows even if he can't see and the fighters are trading those blows but only Yuri seems to be connecting with anything they're doing a lot of blocking and whatnot no one's really getting any hits but Yuri every now and then gets one or two he's the only one to do making any real headway here round four comes and goes the commentators say that Yuri uh, despite having without his gear is looking better than ever and in the corner Nambu tells Joe to to watch for an opening and he can't miss it this kid this guy's real fast he knows how to switch left and right he's gonna eventually you're gonna get an opening and you cannot miss it should point out here that while uh sachio and nanbu are both in joe's corner yuri's fighting with nobody he has no second not unlike joe was last time he has no one in his ring in his corner uh, Michio, Mikio, excuse me, is watching the fight from his cabin on the on the TV, and the commentators say that uh, they're watching Yuri closely, and he hasn't sit down yet. He's staying on his feet between rounds, and they say, "Oh, it's impressive. Even uh, without his gear, he still has so much stamina and whatnot." Mikio says, "Actually, that's backwards. He has a little. Sta- he has very little stamina after the surgery, and if he sits down, he's not going to be standing again." Uh, Yuri's dog is there with him. Uh, uh, Mikio's kind of petting the dog it's cute love that puppy Um, round five there's a series of counters here so Joe uh, Yuri goes for a punch Joe manages to dodge it and he goes for that counter that's his opening he thinks but before he can even get there Yuri's other hand comes out and just slams him and boy oh boy it's pretty bad um Nanbu, meanwhile, is, again, not watching this with no eyes, but he's hearing it, and he's got one of his hands on the ring. He's feeling the vibrations. It's pretty neat how he's uh, getting any information he can from this. Um, Yuri, uh, when that happened, he switched his stance is what happened there. He 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 usually, you know, you fight right-handed. You have your right hand back because that's your power hand. You're jabbing with your left. Yuri ended up switching to jabbing with his right and having his left hand back and that's how he managed to get the get the edge in that in that exchange and as joe moves in uh thinking all right he's going lefty so i just come from this side yuri just effortlessly effortlessly switches back and drops joe like it's nothing joe goes down he's back up by the seven count and back in the corner nambu says all right this is going to be an endurance contest you you're just going to have to go at it with this guy eventually one of you is going to give in and that's who loses obviously yuri uh, again has no one in his corner and sachio's watching him he sees uh yuri drop his water bottle and pick it back up i mean dude's not sitting he's got no one on his uh in his corner it's Looking kind of bad for Yuri, but Yuri's the only one connecting anything. He is, in fact, whipping the ass. As they fight, they go back to the fight. Nambu, uh, you hear an over uh, a voiceover with him saying, uh, telling Joe that Yuri can dance around all he wants, but his feet tell the tale. Eventually, he's going to go for the kill blow, and when he does, that Joe has to get that counter punch. That's what Joe's so good at. He's done it like damn near every fight, these big counter punches. And Yuri does, in fact, go for the kill, but... Yuri throws his left too fast. Joe goes for a counter and fucking Yuri just counters his counter and boom, Joe falls. He's down again. 
He's back up by seven count. He's still getting, you know, taking these punches. He finally manages to get a hit back. This is like round five, and he, uh, Joe finally managed to get a hit on Yuri. It's it's pretty wild. Um, and then as he uh, as they square up again, Yuri says that all right, he's finally got the got that hit in. Yuri says, all right, well, I guess I'm gonna get serious now. And Joe just says back to him, well, it's about damn time. This fucker wasn't even trying yet, Yeah, apparently. Well, and this is also where the fight starts getting really awesome. It gets really wild from here on out. Um, there's a brief break. We then come back from the break, and we see Yukiko at this... Uh, she's presenting the, her, the integrated gear to these military types. Looks just like Yuri's, but it's green, military green. Uh, she's talking about all the applications of it, how it you know increases strength and all this junk. Uh, and as she speak, one of the military guys cuts in and says, well, just hypothetically, could we attach weapons directly to the gear? And she says, no, 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 gear is not, she doesn't say no, but she does say gear is not a weapon. It's a way to support the performance of the user more than anything. And they said, well, you've been showing us it's a weapon this whole time with your uh, champion in the ring and whatnot. And she says, no, 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 megaloboxing is not a death sport. It's that was only to show that it is uh, the power of it and whatnot. Yeah, the functionality. Mm-hmm. And she says, "Well, is that what uh, the military guy says? Well, is that why you took it away from him? Why you? Why he's not wearing it?" And she says, "No, he just didn't need it anymore." And then she says, "Listen, our philosophies may be different, but I believe we can reach a mutually beneficial agreement." And then we see a shot of Yuri before the fight started. He's in his locker room looking at his uh team Sherado Yuri King of Kings robe hanging on the wall and he peels off this uh the sticker of it that says Team Sherado. He's just Yuri now. And that's why no one's in his ring, obviously. Alright, into the seventh round. Um well d- during the fight there we get some shots of uh we get a we get a little bit of uh round seven there as they're fighting and you see everybody's watching. Freaking uh Yan Bunma is in the is in the stadium watching. Mr. Abahachi's there, the mechanic. Everybody's watching this all around the world. Uh, we even see a shot of Fujimaki watching, and he says, "Wow, you really turned a fraud into the real deal, didn't you, Mr. Nanbu?" Like he's even he's impressed, even though he's an asshole, you know, mobster guy. But now, end of round seven, they're back in the corners. Yuri's standing there, and he drops his water bottle. This time, it just pops open and goes everywhere. And he's like, "Oh, goddamn it!" Sachio runs over and gives him one of Joe's water bottles. Nuri says, uh, he, uh, Sachio tells him, hey, here, you're fighting all alone. Come on. And Yuri says, it was my choice to fight alone, and I don't want your pity. Sachio says, that isn't what this is. I respect you for fighting alone, but more than anything, I don't want to hear any excuses when he beats you. And Yuri just kind of grins at him and says, all right, fine, I think I will. And he takes the water bottle. Uh, we get brief flashes here of rounds 8 through 10. They skip over quite a bit of uh, ground here, but it still seems to be the same old, same story as before. A lot of blocking from both sides, but Yuri is getting uh, most of the punches in. He's really working over Joe like it's not even that hard. We actually get a scene in round 10 where Joe is just against the ropes and Yuri's just bam, bam, pounding at this dude while he's up against the rope. And he's has a voiceover. He says, I thought you were going to go farther than before. Don't disappoint me. You haven't gotten there yet. Like, like he really wants this. He wants this good fight, and he's getting a good fight, but he wants Joe to really bring it. End of round 11. 
Joe's in the corner and he is looking tired. He's breathing hard. He's just head down, just uh, uh, uh. and Nambu actually gets up into the ring, walks over to Joe, puts both hands on one on his left glove, and he looks at him. He says, "Hey," and he asks him, "Who are you?" And Joe remembers all those fights uh, that led him there. The 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 throwing the fights in the underground, choosing his own name and everything. And Nambu tells him again, who are you? And he says, Joe. And Nambu says, that's right, Joe. The best megalo boxer there is. Yeah. So and he then, passes up, like, and at this point, he's kind of like, he's passing up the title of Junk Dog and who mm, he was before. It's completely, he's, yeah. he's letting all that go. He's, he's becoming Joe proper. Uh, it's really good stuff, man. It's very emotional. Uh, at very this point, emotion. very very emotional. I said emotional. <laughs> I didn't hear the O oh on it. I, I very, said O. Oh. It's very emotion. All right, we'll listen to the we'll listen to that part back. Anyway, it's very very emotion, much emotion, very very power, very punch. PP Iglesias, coerced. All right, round twelve. It actually starts raining here. Um, there's like a big skylight in the in the roof of the ring, kind of like a you know cowboy stadium or something. The big hole cut in mm-hmm. the top, and uh, it starts raining down. Uh, mostly around the ring, not necessarily in the ring because of the big ass jumbotron that's hanging over it, blocking most of the rain, but it is raining. It's, it's getting, it's getting heavy, dude. Uh, round 12, Joe is still getting pounded, pounded. And, uh, Satio is, uh, worried about it, but Nanjo assures him. He says, Hey, have you ever seen the kid back down? There's no way he's, uh, he's just going to roll over and let this one go. Uh, round 13. This is a record. There's never been a round 13 in Megalo Boxing. The rounds are limitless for all these fights. It says, you know, three-minute rounds, but round limitless is what it says on all the things uh, every time anyone fights. And this is the first time, apparently, there's they've ever gotten as far as round 13 in the in the sport of proper Megalo Boxing. Uh, and they are, at this point, slugging each other. They're both landing hits. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a straight-up slobber knocker. It's a slobber knocker. Yeah. Knocker. It is a slobber knocker. This, is, this scene, this it's particular scene is awesome. Yeah, this one's really good. They're they're really working that the the drawing and animation, mm-hmm. too, where, like, there is no point where you see, you know, one of their fists are combing over top while the other one's going under. It's like a perfect exchange of punches. Yeah, it's just, just back, a flurry. forth, left, yeah. right, boom, boom. Like, they're both just taking the hits, man. It's heavy stuff. Uh, Sachio is giving Nambu the play-by-play. He's like, oh, Joe's on the right, and oh no, uh, Yuri's going in with his left, and blah blah blah. And Yuri, uh, Nambu just stops him, and he tells him, "Don't. That's enough. Don't look away from the fighters. Don't yeah, look away. Stop everything you're doing." He says, "Let the sight of them in the ring burn into your memory." And Sachio looks up and he sees that Nambu is weeping. And both of his hands are on the ring. He's listening. He's feeling the ring. And Sachio smiles and he turns back to watch. And Nambu, as he's crying, he says, I can see it, Joe. And we get that sweet-ass shot of uh, the reflection in these yeah, big mirrored glasses. Yeah, that was one of glasses. my favorite shots in, in his glasses. Mm-hmm. Nambu's wearing these huge mirrored glasses over over his you know eye patch and his wrapped-up eye. Yeah. And you see Joe and Yuri just they're, in the reflection. They're like absolutely turbo at this oh, point. Oh, my God. It's beautiful. It's really cool looking, man. And uh, yeah, that's the 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 sweet reflection shot I called it. Yeah, it's uh, that that shot in particular was one of the really standout shots yeah. for all this animation. The way they did the animation, it was like, very good. It looks really. It was really very very good. good. Um, and he he says, "I can see it, Joe. It's like the two of you really are dancing." And we get a great shot where like 
the the animation's really wild here because they're so like in the moment. It's a shot where like the both of them just scream at each other and hit each other. Joe's like Yuri, and you see a big ass hand knock his head away, and then Yuri's like Joe, and then a hand knocks his head away. It's really rad, dude. They're just beating the shit out of each other, and they keep going. They just keep going. They're slugging each other. Joe takes a huge hit, and then time freezes we see that like just like before when they were about to fight on the bridge you see the water droplets falling and then this and it freezes and the two of them are standing there in the ring by themselves there's no one in the ring there's no one at ringside there's no one in the in the stands it's just the two of them and they're both standing there (coughs) with their fists up yuri's dripping blood from everywhere joe's all beat to hell and bruised and bleeding and they're just staring each other down it's like there's no one else in the world it really is romantic um, and, uh, Yuri says to Joe, we really are lucky to have run into each other. And then we get a shot of Joe, uh, in the desert, the wind blowing through him. He's, uh, you see the desert rushing along the ground, uh, like he's on his bike as he was before. And he just going and going and going and going faster and faster and faster. And then the camera pans up and you see Yuri standing there and he turns to face him right before he would hit him. And then we see Joe uh, again, just like before that, that uh, you see Yuri smiling and then you see Joe and Yuri back in the ring and they're standing there on either side of the ring apart from each other. And time starts slowing down. You see like the clock slowly ticking down like uh, 23 seconds, 22 seconds, et cetera, et cetera. And they both rush into it toward each other. And there's just this huge final punch. Yuri goes for this left hand going at Joe's uh, chin. Joe with his right is coming around over the top of Yuri's uh, uh, left shoulder and going for the side of his head. And you hear uh, Joe just like at the beginning uh, when he says, what am I uh, running away or staying to fight? What am I doing now? This time he says, what am I doing now? I'm living the best moment of my life. And freeze frame, big double punch right there. Yeah, well, bam. 21, 21 31, 31 left on the clock, which matters. Um, and in the next shot, we're back at the military meeting. Uh, Yugi goes not there. The the men or the military guys are discussing her. One of them says, that woman scares me. She heard the news about the match and didn't even blink. Uh, and then... Yeah, they're really building it into yeah. into you. This is the kind of time jumpy stuff I was talking about. While all that was going on, um, uh, Yukiko was doing this whole thing. Now the match is over, obviously, having heard the news and whatnot. She's left. Uh, We get a shot of her driving back uh, or riding in the back of the car. She's being driven away. And she says something. You see her lips move. You don't hear it. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to know what that was. I've seen people... um, talking about like uh discussing what it might have been trying to read your lips whatever it's animation that's very hard to do with animation yeah most of them it, it uh agree that it's either like arigato like thank you or it's uh uh i forget the whole word it was like baka whatever like stupid like because she talked about this stupid envy that yuri was holding and i don't know what she says but she says something um i like to imagine she says i love you maybe that'd be nice <laughs> Yeah, that's what I thought the first time I saw it, but it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Well, that's also just the kind of, that's the go-to yeah. quiet lip over. Yeah. What the hell do you think that fucking Shinji's dad said? That was I love you. That was fucked up shit. 
All right. Um, she says something, and she, she sheds it. She also she's your sister. Oh fuck. <laughs> uh, she also she also sheds a single tear that falls onto her hand as she's one as gangster she's going. tear. She get she gave him the Denzel that one teardrop man. It was good stuff. Uh, but then we see the ceiling of that hallway, and it's moving down again, as if you were walking down a hallway looking at the ceiling. It's moving. And you realize now that, no, you're not walking, looking up. You're on a stretcher. You hear the noises, the clickety-clack of the wheels. And uh, you see an IV uh, hanging from a, uh, from, a, from a pole thing, like on the, on the stretcher. Um, and we hear Yuri give this brief speech that I do want to I do want to read I took a screenshot of it because it was you know fairly long to write down but uh what he says is we hear Yuri in this voiceover he says whether you're a power player who wears a weighty crown or some poor poor soul with barely a pebble to his name nobody can escape death but if you live your life so that when it comes you're satisfied even if it's not the end you were hoping for you have no reason to fear death. Which, again, death flags. I mean, is is that Yuri? Is it Joe? We don't know. We don't know what's going on here yet. But we time jump. And we see that the trash gym is gone from under that bridge. But just up the hill over the road and fairly close... A new building has been erected. A pretty trashy building, I will say, with like, you know, the the fucking plastic shit on the roof and whatnot, the pieces mm-hmm. of scrap metal on the roof and shit. But it is uh a gym for sure, and it says on the big sign, Gym Nowhere. And we hear Nanbu practicing some speech, uh, talking about uh how it's been one year since the big fight and whatnot. And we see the inside. He's standing in this ring with a big one year anniversary sign talking into a carrot. He's practicing this speech. Yeah. And the kids actually from the window, they rip on him for a little bit. He's like, Hey, you know, that's a, that's a carrot, right? And it's like, of course, uh, Bonjiri, the fat kid had to say that. Cause you know, he hungry. They actually say that he's still eating. He's like, well, there's so much food. They're having like some kind of party or something. It looks like we see Sachio on the beach with Yuri's dog, uh, playing with him. And we see Yuri, and he's in a wheelchair. Oof. One year later, he's in a wheelchair, thus signifying... We don't We don't know he's paralyzed. Maybe he can walk, but just not he's, very much. He's crippled, dude. He's probably... Joe he's freaking... Probably, Joe crippled him. He is probably a paraplegic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's... Oh, it doesn't look good for Yuri. The, the um, spinal damage and stuff from removing the gear and all that. Notably, though, we don't see Joe. Yeah, no Joe. But uh, he did. they talk about uh, Sachio says that Nambu's having this big party, the one year anniversary, or whatever, and Yuri is invited. Um, and he says Yukiko even uh, that Yukiko lady even came by to congratulate us, but she had to leave really fast. And Yuri just goes, ah, "I see." And then we see Abahachi working on some gear, some bright blue gear. It's pretty weird looking. Uh, and we see him walk out of his little room where he, uh, like he always does. And we see him look into this little waiting room like he always does. And Joe's not there like he always is. And he just kind of stands there for a second. He's like, hmm. On TV, uh, Yukiko is announcing another Megalonia tournament. Uh, apparently, the we hear from the voiceover that the championship has been vacant since the finals. Which, I don't know. I mean, Yuri's in a wheelchair. We don't know where Joe is, but 
I mean, neither of them are champion, apparently. And Abahachi walks outside to find Joe, and he's on his bike. Oh, thank God. Yeah, he's not dead. He ain't dead. He's not only not dead, he's on his feet. He's on his bike. He looks good. Yeah. <laughs> He's not all bruised up or anything. Yeah, he, he clear, apparently has not been fighting in a while. My dude's looking all right. Um, but he asked Joe if he's... Uh, they talk for a little bit. Uh, Joe's got these boxes of what appears to be that uh, blue gear that Abahachi was working on and some other stuff in the back on the back of his bike. And Abahachi asks him... Uh, they kind of talk about the, the Megalonia tournament, the round two that's coming up, the, the second annual or whatever. And Abahachi asks Joe if he's done in the ring, and Joe tells him, hey, you remember what you told me about having faith to believe in yourself and how living like that wouldn't be so bad? And Abahachi says, yeah, but I also said real boxers are guys like you. And Joe just tells him, well, we only made it because we were a team. And I don't know what the future holds, but, and this is the direct quote, I wanted to let that be known. And then as Joe rides away uh, with these boxes on the back of his bike, he uh, he's driving by the uh, the ocean and he stops for a second. And he gets out and you hear that goofy-ass dance music that Nambu had playing. Yeah, that Animal Crossing music. Yeah, that... Dun, 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 like that kind of shit. And you see Joe, he's like, I guess I ought to try this. And Joe is standing by his bike at the ocean with that music playing practicing his dance move like Nambu was and he's not very good at it he looks like a freaking idiot but it's great uh nearby though on a ridge behind him you see a scorpion looking at him watching him and it sta- wa- it kind of watches Joe for a little bit and then it turns the other way and just crawls away maybe the final uh, you know signifier that Joe isn't junk dog anymore he got away from all that the underground yeah. the poison the that life that he was living and I wrote down a scorpion watches nearby for a bit, then fucks off. Good riddance. Um, we then see the party as the credits are rolling. The kids have these miniature gears. That's what Joe had in the bike. Abahachi's fitted them uh, onto him. These they little tiny, mini gears look tiny rad. Little tiny gears, little dude. mini gears. Like the the kids are running around like yeah yeah I'm gonna get them yeah. The the little one uh, Oicho the the littlest kid with the long ass sleeves over his hand. He like he's challenging Aragaki. He's like come on man. It's really great. It's adorable. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's really, really like good. The, what's the 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 bigger one? What is his name? Bonjiri. Yeah, he's got the little, he's got the pink gear. Yeah, hell yeah, he does. Who's <laughs> that? I mean, you're that fucking big. Ain't nobody fucking with you. You can have your gear whatever goddamn color gear, you want. Dude. The tiny gear looks tiny rad. Gear. It looks really. Good. It looks a lot like uh like you know just the like party those shitty plastic party toys you would have yeah. when you were a kid like that everybody got like one of these everybody got a noisemaker or something but it, it they still look rad like they're gonna fuck somebody up. It's really great um joe is sitting with yuri now this is the scene that as i was telling uh uh roger the shippers love this one we see yuri sitting in his wheelchair by the water joe sitting on the ground next to him with his dog and they're just smiling and talking at each other like they're besties now shippers loved that one um and then sachio we see sachio has taken a marker yanbunma has passed out and he's drawn all over his face and everybody's like, ah, hell yeah. Like everybody's just laughing at it. He's, it's really great. And all in all, this is a very happy ending. Yes, Yuri's in a wheelchair, but I mean, comparatively to could have died, I'll take it. I mean, they're everybody, even, even Yuri in his wheelchair is smiling and happy and everybody just looks happy. And as it, uh, 
it zooms uh, as as it rounds down the uh, the final credits and whatnot. It goes into the uh, into the building there, and it zooms in on this uh, box of uh, old stuff. And sitting on top of that box is Joe's old ID with the flower still uh, taped onto it with a band aid. And that's where it fades out. And then you get the final card, uh, title card. It says thirteen rounds uh, at two fifty one. KO winner by KO Gearless Joe. Seven matches, seven wins, zero losses. And that's the show. Joe whooped a little ass. He did, in fact, whooped a little ass. Now, it also gives us a, uh, uh, it does give us the little uh, thing there during the credits. Even though it wasn't the traditional car- credits, it does give us that oh, little yeah, title the little thing. Quote. Yeah, the quote. Let what was the quote on quote. this one? Oh, he's got to um, pull it up. Though the flesh may rot, the bones will remain. And they are proof that you are alive. That's good shit. Yep. I like that one. And that's fucking Megalobox. Yeah. Can we talk about it? Yeah. So I want to bring up this part first, too. The whole timing thing? Yeah, because a lot of people were confused. I got it right away. I don't yeah. get why people were confused. It, it takes a little bit of math. Bas- so the whole thing is that we saw that final punch was at 21 se- seconds. Yeah. People were upset just because left. they didn't see him hit the mat. Just because you didn't see the Literally, that's aftermath. all after that double punch. That's all that's left. Mm-hmm. Here is the timing. So there was 21-31 left mm-hmm. in the 13th round. You give it uh, about a second for the punch to register. Second, second and a half, two seconds. Yeah, and a second and some change for Yuri to go down. Mm-hmm. There's a 10-second count. The match ended in the 13th round at 2.51. The timing adds up mm-hmm. completely. Nine seconds left. Add 10 seconds to that for the count. That puts you at 19. Two more seconds. 21. Yeah. Makes sense. It, it, it works out perfectly. Now, the so there are people who were... Particularly, we talked about this last week because you, you had made a comment on a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. I managed to find that very YouTube video and your comment. Great job. You had like 30-something likes by the time I saw it. Yeah, 37 right now. What an asshole. I pulled it up so I could remember my time. He cares so much about the likes, guys. Please like no, all of I Roger's just, pictures I just, and shit yeah, on Yeah, on Instagram. Instagram is what I care about. Because I spend, I spend, sometimes I spend an hour and a half on some of those photos point being that 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 video and a few others i've seen there are some people who were really bummed out about this um they had a lot of complaints now here's the thing first of all uh, most of the ones i've seen are from people who use a lot of clickbait in their in their uh uh in their thumbnails and shit and also can't pronounce the name of the anime properly so i don't really give a shit what their opinions are but your opinion is your opinion obviously you're entitled to it i have mine it's all good um i will say this though that I thought it was great. I really enjoyed the ending. The com- a lot of the complaints I do see are that, one, you didn't get to see the proper ending. Well, you couldn't because with all the death, fl- death flags and stuff, if they just showed you Joe hitting him and Yuri falling, and then you kind of know what's happening toward the end. They had to keep it ambiguous yeah, it, until the very, very end. It, it, is, it doesn't lead to... Um, a, there's... What they did was a superior option in story t- storytelling. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. They, they took a different route to keep you thinking and guessing. You're supposed to be a little confused. That is what it was supposed to do. Yeah. It, it was it was meant to keep you guessing until the very end. Yeah, and you, you, when you can't get to the very know end. until you absolutely see Joe and they draw it out. Yeah, particularly with knowing that this was based on a sheet of Joe and whatnot, there's a decent chance Joe just fucking yeah, dies. I, I think, and he didn't. I think and a I lot of that. us sat there waiting for somebody to die in this show. I definitely thought someone was Me going too. to die. And I'm pretty psyched that they didn't it gave me the ending that i did not expect um one one complaint that i see people having that i get and it's kind of hard to argue with is that the name of the show is megalobox 
the promotional image on the thing is Joe wearing the gear. Yeah. And all for like one or two fights, he actually wears that gear. That first fight, the one he throws, you watch that and it's hard to not say, man, it would have been cool if it was all like that. Because yeah, that, that fight, he was like blocking punches. There were sparks flying everywhere off of these gears. It looked rad. I get that complaint. Yeah, I get that it. That said, this whole thing, as I we were talking... I don't think it's enough to take away from the show. Yeah, yes, I don't think so Yes, it did deceive you a little bit, but did I think it it's, make I think it, it works. worse? No. I think it makes for... A, I personally think it makes for a better story because it ended up being less about the mechanics and whatnot, more about the people wearing them. As as Nambu said, it's not the gear, but it's the person yeah, wearing it's, it. It's not a show about boxing. It's a show about characters. Yes. That, that pro- said, yeah. as we discussed before, it also is a show very much about masculinity and whatnot to the point that... Uh, Yuri's quote saying if you ever find someone like that who you want to be from the bottom of your heart never let them out of your sight that scene where it's just them there's no one else in the world and Yuri says we're really lucky to have found each other they elevate this 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 violence in the ring and their want to fight and overcome each other uh to a point of romanticism. It, it is romantic that they're fighting each other the way they do it. It, mm-hmm. it matters that much. Yeah. So it's hard to say this isn't a show about like, you know, masculinity and, and yeah, punching in and which muscles I, and whatnot. I pose the question, um, does the will to win correlate with masculinity? To which I responded, when it's two shirtless dudes punching the shit out of each other? Hell yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it's, how it's It's hard fun. to argue with, but that's not, I mean, that's not... But so, yeah, it, there's more to it than you know. Like there is there's a good cast it. of characters here. I loved it. I thought yeah. it was great. And and they shine more than anything else in this series. And just the it's also a story of overcoming. It's rising. Yes, above. very much so. Very much so. So there is one other thing. One other complaint I saw a lot of people have, which was that the ending was too happy. Um, I don't really agree with that. I, I love yeah. it. And the one of the big points that they make was that, you know, being that it was based on a retelling <laughs> of sorry, Ishida I no Joe. I'm sorry, I don't want to sit around being sad all day. Yeah, based, the fact that it was a retelling of Ishida no Joe and whatnot, and that it was ambiguous, but widely accepted that Joe died at the end of that one, that, that a lot of people were like, well, I, we thought someone should have died. To which, uh, this is a little goofy, but uh, I, I read this to... to uh, Roger earlier there's a there's a poem I saw that was that I thought really encapsulated my feelings on this one this is from the internet deal with it uh if you want to check out the 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 writer uh their stuff's also only signed as LS uh yeah it's uh website Socrates is, yeah website is poems for Persephone uh dot tumblr dot com it's good shit but uh, it's not Socrates fuck you but this person <laughs> I'm not gonna read the whole thing but the last few lines here basically it's talking about what if the, all those tragic stories you know and we all know had been had could have had a happy ending? And the final lines just say, um, "If you could retell the tale, wouldn't you want to tell it kinder? Wouldn't you want to give them peace, even love, where you could?" And I'm down for that. I'm totally down for that. I'm I, I not unlike the person who wrote that poem, and I wish I had a proper name instead of just L.S. Um, you know, holler at me if you ever somehow hear this, but it, it, I, I, I agree. You know, we see a lot of the same stories written over and over again. There's been several different versions of Romeo and Juliet, and they almost all in the same way with the two of them dying. We've mm-hmm. seen, uh, you know, Icarus and uh, Icarus falling out of the sky and crashing into the ocean, dying. We've seen Achilles, you know, Troy and shit, where he's so focused on war that ends up costing him his whole life. 
if you could, if you're going to remake it, could we maybe one time have a happy ending? And that's what this show gives us. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. I really love it. Had it had a really good ending. It I was really very liked solid. it a lot. Uh, uh, people are docking points. Like, they're like, you know, throwing... Around. No, no, it was granted, great up until the last episode. Granted, their, eh, their reviews don't matter that much. Everybody has their opinion. Obviously, like, call it what you want. There's nothing wrong with that. It didn't I, take I, anything I, away from I feel me. Like, I thought it was very good. Like I said, I, a lot of those arguments are do have valid... Yeah. They, they, people have valid criticism. That's fine. I personally... I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. Um, I think the there is one other confusing thing that could be explained too, and it was that when uh, Yukiko speaks up and she says the championship has been vacant since the first mm-hmm. Megalonia. Now, what that means is Yuri didn't become the champion just because somebody crowned him the champion. Mm-hmm. He won fights between there. Mm-hmm. The champion, you, you still defend your title in between mm-hmm. those tournaments, and Joe has not at all. Mm-hmm. He won the fight. He fought Yuri. He cared more about fighting Yuri and beating him than he did about becoming the champion. And once that was done, he hasn't taken any more fights because he didn't have any any need to fight. Yeah, he fought. So, he fought yeah. the one he wanted to. He found. He found. Yeah, his love. Punch. If it's the first Megalonia, <laughs> if sure. it's the first one, and Yuri is the champion, therefore there must have been matches before that. Therefore, sure. there must be matches after that. There obviously for, haven't yeah. been because, as we saw, seven wins, seven losses. We saw seven of Joe's fights. Yep. Uh, I yeah, I think he, I think he won. He would have been the champion, and then he was like, "Oh fuck this, I don't give a shit." Yeah. He he basically won, and then was like, "I'm retiring on top." Yeah, I, I <laughs> not, mean, not unlike what the final rap says. There's a line where it's obviously talking about Yuri. It says uh, something like, uh, "The champion fighting with all his might, uh, or fighting uh, the the fight." retire unbeaten some say he just might that's what joe did fuck all the bullshit exactly what he did (laughs) but um it's not that he necessarily retired it's it's really just that he he didn't have he he didn't didn't feel like fighting he didn't want to defend it because who cares i'm i'm sure that he was crowned champion at Mm -hmm. that tournament but if you don't defend your championship you get stripped of that yeah so what's brock lesnar's deal This is not the wrestling podcast. Yeah, no, nobody, nobody knows. What you get me on an episode is. of Talk and Smash, we'll break it down. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I, I really loved it. Um, yeah, I thought it was great. You got I three words great. for it. I got three words. Uh, one would be masculinity for sure. Um, stylish. It's hard not to call it stylish. Yep. Um, I mean, I, I know people feel some kind of way about this, but it's hard for me to not call it romantic. Not necessarily yeah, in a like love sense, but it really does romanticize uh, the the fight and the the struggle between these two. Yeah, men. there's it's a yearning really for two people to be together in some form or fashion. Yeah, it's really hard not to call this romantic. Yeah, so sure. those those would be my three: masculine, uh, what did I say? Stylish, romantic. Yeah. Mine would be. It's real sexy. The real deal. <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. very good. But I mean, like, oh, can it, I tell it's that? Stupid. I, it's it's funny. Can I tell? And it's stupid. It's Go very ahead. good. No, please finish. Um, but my my whole point with that being there is like I've been watching anime for a long time, and this was one of those animes. This was you know this was an anime that I'm gonna anybody that ever asked me will I recommend it? Absolutely. I, I think it's very very worth watching. Yeah, for sure. It it really they they tried they took a gamble and went saw, for an uh, older style and they they succeeded. It I was, was great. While I was going through some uh some some message boards looking at pe- other people talking about getting more opinions and whatnot, I saw one that said it's a it's got the three S's. It's stylish soundtrack and other thing I can't remember. 
The third S. I can't Shweddy. remember what it was. Shweddy. <laughs> there was a lot of sweat in this one. I do want to say one other thing that I read on the on the message board. I told you this because I, I just think it's very funny. Uh, is someone said, well, I didn't, I didn't realize that Megalobox was a dancing anime. And the first, uh, they said season one, Megalobox. Season two, uh, Welcome to the Megalo Room, a play on Welcome to the Ballroom, a dancing anime. And the third, uh, season three, instead of Yuri on Ice, Yuri on Joe. To which someone else responds, yeah, I've read some fanfics like that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I've seen some fan art. <laughs> yeah. MHA has it bad, man. Oh, oh the kids love it. Uh, people people love this shit. They they love they the, I, like I said, the shippers loved that that fucking scene with him and uh Joe and Yuri and the dog. It took a it took a like I saw a lot of the, the fan art and fanfics for mm-hmm. the, the kids on, on MHA. Jesus. And it took a little bit for me to adjust to it, but now I'm kinda okay with it. I mean that's the thing. <laughs> If I'm gonna sit, if I'm gonna sit around and I'm gonna watch High School DxD three freaking seasons, it's hard of it, for you to argue and, against and that. wait for a fourth season to come out uncensored so I can get all of the glorious Jesus boobies. Christ! I cannot judge about you know people writing their own shirtless and Deku and Todoroki. Okay, is that the one kissing a little bit, little tongue? Is that is that your go to grabbing some wings? Is that is that your OTP, bro? Is that you, your one true pairing? You, you might say who's who's your two from My Hero Academia? I want to know. Oh, do I have to? Does it have yeah. to be male to male? It can be anyone you want. Go nuts. Mm. I'm not answering this, by the way. Oh man, <laughs> let's let's. Put I it. haven't thought about it. Go for it. Hmm. You know what? Let's put uh, Minetta grape oh, no. juice with. Uh, no. Let's put him with what? What is the girl's name that makes the weapons? Pulls the weapons A out Momo. of her. Yeah, Momo. Jesus let's, Christ, let's put, she'd kill him. She'd kill let's him instantly. Let's put Manana and Momo together. She'd kill him so fast. But that's a dream, right? It's a it's a <laughs> short, short, nerdy one getting the, the beautiful, You're the beautiful character. That's, say, that's what I'm going for. I'd do... Uh, Manana and Bakugo. <laughs> I'd go Toka, Tokayami and anybody. I want Bird Boy and anybody. I just want Bird Boy to get some love. Uh, you gotta give it to Froppy, man. Oh, come on. People love her, dude. Oh, they're just animals. People freaking love her. just putting the animals together. Come on. They love her, dude. Yeah, of course. She's great. She's she's adorable. <laughs> anyway, that was that was Megalobox. We broke it, it down. It was really amazing. It was really nice. Uh, I enjoyed it. I will say again that despite like as I keep saying, it, it Ooh, is. Oh, hit my microphone, nice one, dude! You almost broke everything. I will I will say again. It's obviously this is a very masculine show. It's one of those things where you got to know what you're getting into. It does have a lot of good story. It is like overall. It's I mean, like I said before, it ain't passing no Bechdel test. Like. It's it's just good. It's a good show, but it's one of those you gotta know what you're getting into. If someone can deal with like a bunch of dudes punching well, each other and some so good storytelling, then get that, into that it. That test is the one where like if there's a female around, she's no no no. There has to the the rules for it. And again, not a great, t- not yeah. a perfect test for how feminist something is. But the test says you have to have two female characters. They both have to be. Okay. They may or may not both have to be named. That that's a clause that can go. Yeah, in there's or out. only one female in here that I can think of. And um. And they have to have a conversation together that is not about a man. The closest you get, if you ignore the has to have a name thing, you do have Yukiko talking to her secretary several times, but every time it's always about either Yuri or Joe. So yeah. that still doesn't work. Doesn't matter. Not Again, sure. not okay. a perfect test for if something's feminist or not, or if it treats its women characters fairly. But I thought I mean, Yukiko that is, was a pretty uh, strong character. Oh, no, I, th- I, th- I liked her a lot. But, I mean, that's the thing is that... Sure, it's not a perfect test. It, no, it, it's not a perfect test in this. I mean, even then... 
I mean, this this show doesn't really give a shit about. I mean, it has a yeah. very strong female character. It it's not concerned with femininity or, or any of that yeah, shit. It's, it's, it's all about dudes punching each other, and obviously the story that entails. And there is good shit. There's a lot of emotional shit in there, but it's mostly about two dudes punching each other. Yeah, we're being honest. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. You just that's what you're that's what you're in for. You know what you're getting into. Go nuts. It, you're gonna enjoy the show. It's really good. Yeah, that's that's good. A, that's the long and short good. of it. I mean. I would say that if you if you want to see something that is more action packed, you might not get that here. Oh yeah, there's uh, there's several episodes where like you not gotta, a whole, it's you, all story. You got to be ready to up. take in some story because there is a lot of story in this. There's anime. some good shit. Yeah. Like so, like your uh, Full Metal Panic. You were talking about the new one is all action from beginning to up. Yeah, to now, it's turbo. So there you go. If you want the turbo nuts balls, go with that. But this guy, there's I mean, a lot of story in there, but just start from the beginning. Yeah, it's good shit. Um, I mean, I mean, I did enjoy this show. I, I can't say that enough. Yeah, it was very I liked it a whole it. lot. Like, I, I would put it very high. It's definitely one of my favorite, if not my favorite anime of this year. We'll see if Hina Matsuri yeah. overtakes it once it's finished. I or maybe I, Full Metal Panic, it could too. I don't know that I'd say it's my favorite so far this year, but it is it is up there for sure. It's very, very good. Yeah, but uh, we broke it down. Yeah, we broke it down. Do bang, we, do bang, we bang, have bang. any? We got one question. We got a question. From our good we buddy, got a question. We got this question. All right, Allie question. writes. All right, hit it. So she talked a little bit about, um, I guess this was the most fitting time since we had uh, Sachu with his rap and stuff. Hell yeah. She said, what are some funny, cheesy anime songs you've heard from uh, either characters themselves or bands in anime? Oh, shit. Man, she, she left asked, in she left in a, an example for the uh, the song in Bubblegum Crisis. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Not not obviously not on my radar. Sorry. Um, so we're looking for cheesy, fun songs in animes. I'll say uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that my good buddy Ali did not imply that Sachio's song was cheesy. Cert- I it, certainly not. I thought, I, thought, it was I thought he was going balls to the walls, it dude. Was, I'll, I'll admit it was a little jarring for me to see, like, to hear the music start and then just see Sachio's lips moving as that, like, actual yeah. rapping and shit. I was like, whoa, that was a little weird, but it did. he did break it the fuck down. Um, I'll tell you, the, the first thing that comes to mind, and maybe not super cheesy, but pretty great, was... Um, in Samurai Champloo, there's a couple episodes where these like rapping dudes come by. Like one of them literally is like holding what a, I think it's like just the hilt of a katana, like not an actual sword, but just the hilt of one. And he's like and like beatboxing into yeah. it while like these other guys walk by. the The one episode I remember for sure that happened in is when there was a dude who was trying to hunt down Gene because he had apparently like killed a bunch of people or something. He wanted revenge. And so they were like, uh, what's the, what's that dude's name? It's Gene. And then like the, uh, what's her name? The, the lady in that one, she's like, uh, wait, what was that? Gene. I'm sorry. What? Gene. Like it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's really good. That's the first thing that comes to mind when I think yeah. of cheesy songs. And I think another, another obvious answer or you could, you could probably find in a couple of the anime we already viewed the duet and Agretzko. Oh yes! Oh my god! <laughs> like the whole the whole thing was packed full of like great songs yeah. and shit. But holy shit, that do you are the girl who barred from accounting. It's <laughs> so good. That, yeah, that one's really good. Holy uh, shit! You could talk about uh, I can't remember his name from Devil May Cry Baby, but he did the butterfly rap. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mayota. Yeah. Mayota. Mayota. I think he, that was his he name. He did. That was some good shit. 
Uh, uh, I, I'm gonna end up rewatching that show and feeling real sad again. I'm um, going to. I'm gonna for my choice. I'm going to call to uh, Beck Mongolian Chop Squad. Still I've talked it. about it a couple of times. The whole thing centers around music. But there's one song in particular that the main character's mentor kind of wrote, and it, it like inspired the main character to fully fledge the song out into something. Uh, the song is called "Slip Out." The song freaking rules. It sounds like a like maybe a rockin' semi love song, but there's a lot more to it. It's like a, a coming of of becoming into yourself song, I guess becoming yourself. But really, the whole song it, he wrote because he was. Uh, it, He's a middle-aged man, and he's looking for love, and he still has his foreskin, so he wants to get it snipped. Holy bull. That's what the song is about. What the ever-loving fuck. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like that at all. It's a song about circumcision, is what you're telling yes. me. Yes. And and the main character had no clue, I think, until after the song was done. Hey, bud. Uh, why, why don't you go get your pee-pee snipped? Yeah, get the pee-pee and Glacia snipped. Oh, no. My buddy pee-pee. Oh, my that, God. That would be my choice, though. That okay, but well, the duet's really that's good. That's all too. the more reason for me to finally watch this. You gotta watch Garen Logan. I, I keep I keep it's on my queue, dude. It's also a Gynax. You love Gynax. I do love it. You love I'm Gynax. Going to, it'll happen, dude. It's going Two to happen. Two of your favorites are are they're both Studio Gynax does you a fully coolie. Studio Gynax does you a Neon Genesis Evangelion. They also do third anime about also big robot fights, and you haven't watched it yet. I'm going to watch you gotta, it, man. You got to jump on that train, bro. Anyway, that's not the point of this question. I'm trying to think of like... I'm, I I always have a hard time thinking of uh, of examples in animes. And obviously... Uh, uh, freaking... You know, Melfina's song from Outlaw Star could be kind of cheesy. It is the, a little the goofy. Mashy oh, and the, from Trigun, the... the... Yeah. Like, whatever that one was. That was weird the first time I remember hearing that. Oh, there's a bit in Cowboy Bebop where Faye sings. And uh, it's like halfway through the series and fucking... Uh, Spike is laying there all bandaged up listening to her sing and he goes eh, and like to ask her to like come over to him and she's like what and he li- pulls down his bandage and says you sing off key or something like that yeah. and she like p- beats the shit out of him and leaves all angry uh, there is one I'm trying to this isn't this is nothing because one it's I, I'm pretty sure it's only happens in the dub version and two I cannot tell you for the life of me what the episode was but there's a clip I remember seeing online I remember seeing this episode but uh and there's no way either of us are going to pick it out because it's fucking Detective Conan's case closed there's a billion episodes but there's a bit where him and uh the, the, the him, him and the uh oh shit what's her name Rachel Rachel him and Rachel are like walking they're like uh they're like in a city like it's winter time and they're like walking through the it's like it looks like Times Square or something like they're shopping or something in their winter coats and it's snowing and they see like a big sign with a girl singing on she's supposed to be a big pop star and Rachel's like wow she's really good but like you can hear her and she's just going my love like she's not trying at all yeah she's it's the one that gets hilarious. murdered too isn't she I think so yeah I do fucking remember that I have, I have all five of the seasons were released here and every God single damn, movie. If I could, if I could find that, oh, I gotta watch on this. If I you, freaking love. If you, if you find that clip, you'll fucking know it when you see it. I wish Funimation would re-sign Case Closed and bring it back. Yeah, I, that'd be sick. Uh, they just lost the rights to the seasons they had too. Hell yeah, sucks. Blows. Uh, I'm still trying to find this. This uh, 
thing, and I'm not going to be able to, so I'm just talking. Uh, dead air song, dead air song. Oh, I found it! Holy shit! Oh my god! Let me see if I can if this will pick up on the yeah, fucking on the thing. It will. It's so good. It's so good. That's like that's like nothing. It's not even a real song, but yeah. goddamn, it's hilarious. That was you got a grip that to was the amazing. You got a grip to the me. Wow, she's amazing. She's amazing. <laughs> oh shit. Anyway, all right. I can't believe well, I found that fucking clip. Thank you, Jesus. I, I can't believe it either. <laughs> Let's close this one out, buddy. Roger just shook his head when I said thank so, you, Jesus. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so next week, we're watching the... <laughs> God dang it. I just... All right. Just groove Continue. to the feet. Brandon, I need you to groove to the feet. Wiggle your feet, dude. <laughs> oh, shit. It is hot in here now. Can we wrap up? <laughs> it's getting hot in here. No. So hot, take off all your shirts. I took off my one shirt. <laughs> Don't make me take off the other one. Um... Okay. That's another thing about <laughs> fucking uh, mega, mega, Megalobox is that all these dudes, these big muscly dudes with their big, big arms and their big, big chest, no nipples. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we got to close out this episode. I'm about to pee pee in Glacius, my pants. Oh, no. Uh, all right. Let's shut it down. So, Fooly Cooly, episodes one, two, and three next now, week. Say it right. Progressive. Progressive. We're not. Fooly, we're not. Fooly, we will talk fooly, briefly. Fooly progressive. We will talk briefly about the original series, just in case anyone out there hasn't seen yeah. it. If you haven't, by all means, check that shit out. Go watch your six episodes, and you will not regret it. If you live nearby, either of us, I think don't you have DVDs, and I've yeah, got the absolutely. Blu-ray, so we can we'll let you borrow that shit. I yeah. guess maybe you can cool, you can go to Fun M- or sorry cool. uh, Adult Swim, and they have all the episodes for free to stream. Yeah, man, you just check it out. It's really good shit. Um, you can. The, there is no shortage of places. The to original find series coolly. is six whole episodes long. Uh, as is this one and it is one of my favorite things ever it's just too fucking good yeah but we're gonna be talking about progressive which is the uh basically the second season it's a uh, kind of a kind of weird that they brought it back after so long but yeah i'm down i'm with it so far we'll see what happens yeah the the finale is tomorrow yeah and then we're gonna have uh in october i think flco uh, yeah. uh alternative, alternative. Which still not sure what those uh, what those subtitles mean. I'm guessing it's like just different types of music since there's a lot a big yeah. deal with the show's music. You got progressive rock, you got alternative rock, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We'll find out. Yeah. But I'm into it so far. But we're gonna go um, over the first three. We're gonna break down one through three. We're gonna break it down. Bang, 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 bang. Bang. All right. But uh, yeah, that's the plan. Uh, join us then. Let's go over the plugs. We got the Facebook yeah. group. I do wanna I do oh. wanna go ahead and say too on Adult Squim, I watched all of the episodes there so far. Mm-hmm. I believe you can still go back. Don't quote me on this, but on Adult Swim, they were there. I know the first season is for sure there. Worst case scenario, you can do like I did, just buy the season uh, before it all airs on yeah. Amazon and watch it there. That's what I've been or doing. Or whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, I'm not going to put shit. any 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 ideas in your head, but you know, whatever it takes. I will say this. this I don't know. There, There's definitely a lot of stuff in this current uh, season progressive that... You, it would help to have seen the original one before, but it does appear to be its own thing. You definitely want to watch the original Fully Cooley, though, even if, even yeah, if, sure. yeah, just check yeah. that shit out. Even, even, look, you're not gonna you, regret watching that you, first Fully If Cooley. we pissed you off and you never listened to this podcast again, watch you Fully Cooley if you haven't the original series because it is fucking bonkers and great. Anyway, let's get some shout outs, get some plugs. Let's start with the uh, the Gmail actually. If you want to send us questions, <clears throat> the good buddies anime pod. 
at gmail.com. You had to think about it real hard. I was uh, about to spell it. Oh, are you spacing and, out, bro? You space <laughs> yeah, cadet? I, I was about to start spelling her out. All right. We uh, also have the Facebook group, The Good Buddies Universe. Yep. That's on Facebook. We have the Twitter. At TGB underscore anime pod. That's all lowercase. You can listen to us wherever fine podcasts are sold, including your podcast out of your stitchers, your podcast. And pod you don't beans. have to buy anything. It's free. You don't. You, they're not actually sold, most yeah. of them. Um, except for Spotify. We're not on Spotify. We are also are on uh, YouTube, which you may be listening to right now. Yep. Under Rapid Kick Media. It's mm. where we have uh, the main the main brands all the different shows there but we are there every sunday hey guys it's buttman 69 coming at you with a speed run for megalo box once you crush that like for me all right that's yeah, what that's what that's what smash that like button that's what speedrunners telling me hey y'all yeah they're all they english for some reason like crush or smash the like button i guess i don't ask for people <laughs> to hit that like button enough yeah man you're a let's player you got to get on the train um but yeah beyond that you also do have the good buddies tumblr that's the goodbuddies.tumblr.com check it out a lot of like fucking memes and shit. I'm reblogging over there. Um, is that all plugs? Nope. We that's all, well, that's it. That's it for the. Is that it for the like media? Yeah, that's stuff? all. Of our, that's all where you can find us. Just okay. be sure that if you're on a spot uh, anywhere, like you can any, leave us a comment or something. Yeah, leave a comment. Uh, leave us five stars or whatever sort of review you can. Mm-hmm. Subscribe to the channel if you're on YouTube. And again, pretty much anywhere you can leave a comment. Uh, we do answer your questions on the air. If you want to leave us a question, pretty much anywhere. Odds are we're going to find yeah. it. Even on the iTunes. I saw a couple of comments there. Uh, some ratings. That was nice. Um, nice. But yeah, beyond that, uh, of course, I would like to give a shout out to our good buddies Married with Sea Monsters, a.k.a. the Mary Janes, for the use of our opening theme song, Paper Doll. You can find that on marriedwithseamonsters.bandcamp.com. They are also on Spotify. But if you're real cool, you know to hit up the Bandcamp. We'd also like to thank our good buddy Petty Theft for our closing theme. That's uh, two P's at the beginning, two T's at the end. Petty Petty Theft. Yeah. Uh, on SoundCloud and on Twitter. Yeah, the song's called Outro Music right now, but we're <laughs> raffling off a title. So far, we so, still got Sweet Anime Dreams. With yeah. I'm feeling it, bro. It is good. Will anyone take the title? Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, it's good Maybe shit. we should just keep changing it as it... <laughs> Let's just always come up with something yeah. different. Um, but yeah, I think... Is that it? Do we have anything else? I think that's it, dude. You're going to have to carry us out of here, I'm taking us out of here? Yeah, man. I'm about the PP Mine Glacius. All right. Well, from all of us here at the Good Buddies Universe, I'm your good buddy, Brandon. And I'm your good buddy, Roger. K.O. Oh.